0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We have an amazing episode planned for you tonight. We have um, new AMG stuff or FFG stuff. I don't know which it is. It's one of the two, but we have new stuff that we get to talk about tonight. So if you watch the stream, we are going to have an amazing discussion tonight about more in-depth than what we had last Thursday, actually talking about all the new goodies that are coming Ah, uh, some of the decisions they've made, and how we feel that will kind of affect the the longevity of the game. Um, some of the stuff we're excited for, some of the stuff we're not excited for. But hey, we're here to talk X Wing tonight. If you are new to the stream, make sure you go ahead and hop on over to our YouTube channel, hit the sub- subscribe and like button over there. You can do the same thing on Twitch. You can hit the follow button; it'll notify you every time we go live. Of course, we are live every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 100 UTC time. So we are live every Sunday night. Um, With that being said, there's going to be a special announcement um, at the end of the stream, Uh, so you want to stick around for that. We actually are going to be um, doing some in-person stream games for quite a bit, so um, we will have more information towards the end of the show on that as well. With that being said, let me bring my co-host in tonight, Mr. Matthew McConaughey. How are you tonight, sir?
1: Oh, if only I were if only I were I don't know, I don't have the scotch, but uh I'm tired <laughs> yeah. but well doing good having a having a productive day, so that's always the best
0: and um, I apologize on behalf of Charles. He will be here a little bit later uh he had he's at the emergency room right now with his grandfather, so um unfortunately that is more important. And we told them make sure you take care of that. Don't come talk to me. I don't need you. Don't, I don't need you on your phone. Take care of your grandpa. Make sure he gets, uh, he gets better. So they had to take him in for just, uh, some routine thing. And it's taking them longer. Cause it's the emergency room and it's Florida and they got COVID. Everybody's got COVID in Florida. And it's Sunday,
1: it's got Sunday. COVID right now. Yeah. 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 My mom and dad <sighs> live down there. They are very full of COVID down there. They're very, Anyways, yeah. yes. La, 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 la. Oof, you're, you you're giving me the, the creeps. Anyways, I know. All right. All right. We're so in we, Michigan we, though, So yay, We are in
0: Michigan and and we aren't the highest rated thing, and we are still masking it up. It's funny. I went to a concert last yeah. week, um, with my wife, uh, to see her friend's mm-hmm. band play, and we actually got to see Soul Asylum, which, if anybody is oh. my age, you'll know who they are from the '90s. But it was kind of funny because, like, the concert I went to the week before was this death metal show. And uh, like I wore my mask. It was packed. This show, there's almost like it was half empty. (laughs) So like there wasn't as many people Mm -hmm. there. And so I didn't feel as uncomfortable in that space as I did the week before. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, the wife and I, we have a hard time. We still are, still are doing that a little bit, but we have, uh, you know, high risk people. So we have to be very careful. So, you know. Whatever, I don't be. I know for some reason this is all political, so that's not the point. Just it's please be point. safe. Please be yeah. safe. Everybody out there, please be safe. We want to play on the tables with you someday, so let's do that. Anyways, enough about COVID. So let's talk about little tiny plastic ships.
0: Yeah. So this week's episode is protect the child, protect the game, right? Because we heard some changes from FFG this week. We heard a lot of changes, and... I think it's worth discussing, especially because in a community such as the X-Wing community, everybody has their own opinion, right? And everybody wants to talk about oh my gosh, the, the world is falling and, and yes, I have, I owe everybody an apology. They officially released, and there you go Charles, when you watch this later, they officially mm-hmm. announced that they are still developing X-Wing stuff. They have a whole development team. They talked about that and they talked about um, some of the upcoming things that they are working on mm-hmm. that are not FFG.
1: So, yeah, seems a bit tangential, though. I will say that. Just saying, it is.
0: It is a little tangential. (laughs) With that being said,
1: a little different. A better way to say it. Sorry for everybody that's here. Yeah.
0: So let's go ahead and start with the razor crest. So I'm going to change it up a a little bit. I want to get into the razor crest just because I'm. I'm. I really promised them
1: meaty discussion from the start. Okay. Okay. Razor crest it up.
0: Alright, we're gonna ra- we're gonna hit the razor crest first because last week we talked a little bit about their announcement. We kind of gave our speculations on what we thought it is. Here is the dial for the razor crest. So as you can see, there's two churn
1: loving two, the zero stop.
0: Yep, zero stop, a 5k, two um hard churn, you know, turnaround maneuvers, and then no blue maneuvers except for straight maneuvers. None
1: whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Zero. L337, probably. Yeah. Or if it's released for other factions, did we find out if it's being released for other factions? Have we gotten any information on that?
0: As of now, it is only scum.
1: Okay. All right. Well, L337 then uh, might be a real good tack on for this one. Unfortunately, you can't throw Neon on it. I would love to see Neon nub on there. Well, you know what's the
0: funny thing is the first thing I thought of this ship was is I wish you had an astromex clock, right? But then, you know, we all know, right. you right. know, didn't ha- yeah. he, didn't you, he hates yeah. droids. He hates droids. Right. But i that's the first right. thing I thought yeah, of no. when I saw that dial. I mm. wanted to see. I was right. like, oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. Everything can become white and blue. Oh, my God. This is amazing. Yeah. No,
1: you can't. You cannot. Mm. Unless there's a way seven, I think is going to be your best bet.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. So I'll say I'm surprised by the dial. I'm extremely mm. excited by this uh, 5k. Mm. And I say that because when we look at the Skimitar, right, that Skimitar in, in mm. Separatist has a 5k and that's a large base ship. Mm. And you don't see 5ks almost ever on large base ships. You just don't. Welcome, mm-hmm. Catherine. Um, and so okay. I'm, a, I'm a little mixed on this style. I, I'm i having a hard time not seeing me myself be stressed or I'm it, this is nothing but a jousting shit. Like I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna joust mm. you. If I if I get three or four turns off, I mean I guess if I could take Zam on here, put the child and put mm. Zam on here, I immediately have, you know, I, I just I have force and I now have Zam for double locks. If you take me off the table and less than right. hundred points, what do I care? You know.
1: So I kind of see this as like a lane, a lane ship, right? Where you like approach a lane, like it gives you the speed and the maneuverability enough to kind of come up to a lane. Like, I feel this is a little bit more like a, I'm going to go here, then I'm going to flip around and I'm going to come right back and then I'm going to flip around and I'm going to go right back and then I'm going to flip around. You know what I'm saying? Like run a lane, like almost like you do with the defender. I'm not sure. Just, Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: So that's the dial. Um, so the 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 pilot card release that they gave us was called the Mandalorian, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna make let me make this. Uh, I'm gonna change my screen a little bit so that we can see a little bit more. I'm very disappointed in the action bar. Mm-hmm. Come on,
1: come on! Computer. I did not get it. I'm not gonna lie; I didn't get a bunch of time to, to look at these. But you know, yep. for a medium ship, that's actually pretty decent. You might want to put it up just a little higher. Um, yeah, I'm trying. so you can get all of the yeah, no worries. But um, you're just sad because it doesn't have the boost, right?
0: Yeah, I'm 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 a little sad and it doesn't have the boost. I I to some extent mm. understand why it doesn't, because I mean, if you were to take this ship I mean, and compare it yeah. to a fire spray, they don't have boost either, mm. or they do have a. No, I'm sorry, fire, they do have
1: fire sprays do have boost. Yeah.
0: yeah. So why does this not so, have boost?
1: But I do think that I do think that you'll find that it's. I believe that. I mean, and well other people can correct me, but I think that there are very few medium based ships that actually have the boost action. I think that it's only Fire Spray, the um that big punisher in in uh Empire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm not sure. does the um Reaper get it? The TIE Reaper? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think so. so yes. It's the ailerons. I think it has. So we'll, we'll have to. Look I'm at not that. sure. There you I, go. <laughs> I will say the the. I mean, it reminds me a lot of an arc. Uh yeah, yeah. Just ailerons. So, okay, thanks, Catherine. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of an arc, and I think that other people are saying it here. It's the pre Clone Warship. Say, so, yeah. It it reminds me a lot of like that that arc when you look at the dial even too uh, a little more maneuverable than them, but I think that they, what they are intending to from this ship is to have kind of like that arc ask kind of thing. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's just my o- initial thought on it.
0: Yep. I think other than that, I am sad. I'm missing my boost. I I'm not super happy by a, a red barrel roll, but that's understandable. Um, especially for a medium base ship. That's not unusual. Um, I think the health is really good. I like the two agility and I like the fact that I have a three gun. And, and as, yeah, as you were saying, right. like, Jay, like it, if we talk about, you know, the different ships, he has to divert his power somewhere else. Right. So like, he like, mm. we don't know what he's right. diverting his power to in the game, right. but you know, when the show, we know it is so-
1: twitchy. Yeah. I'm just saying maneuverability wise, more like that of like an arc.
0: Yep. Heady um, Finder this,
1: almost done. sorry.
0: The, the 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 subtext for this is while you defend or perform an attack, if you are in the front arc, if you are in the front arc at range one to two of two or more enemy ships, you may change one of your blank results to a focus. So obviously perceptive co is gonna be really good on this ship. Um, you know, you're getting that free focus, maybe cause it's scum, maybe, maybe it has a gunner slot. I don't know. Um, you you would then have Han Gunner as an opportunity. Um and, of course, you got Zam, right? So you, you, if you can put Zam on this ship, which I'm assuming this ship's going to have crew slots because that's technically I how... Imagine. I
1: couldn't imagine it not. If, if it was.
0: Yeah. And think about yeah. it. its This ship feels like it wants you to joust or it wants you to go in heavy, mm-hmm. hit, and run away and come back. And, and hence the mm-hmm. weird maneuverability um, of it, right? right? So if I'm going to do my 5K, get out of the fire, shoot you, mm-hmm. then I'm coming back in. And that's that's mm-hmm. pretty that's pretty dead on to the um to what we get. The next reveal mm-hmm. is Grogu. Oh, I mean I'm sorry, the child. Nobody wants me to say Grogu. The
1: child, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um yeah, the child. and and I will say too real quick, actually wanted to just kinda if you don't mind, Chris, just a final note here. Um mm-hmm. You are seeing, like you are like you were saying too, yeah, it's a little bit more of a scrapper because it does only, for a medium base, only have that front arc, which is kind of huge. Uh, a lot of medium bases, what do you see in medium bases? Like, almost always you're seeing a 180 arc of some type, either a bow tie or the full 180. Uh, it's interesting that it only has that front arc. So, definitely in canon, but also uh, does have a little bit of uh, limit. So, anyways, I'll show it yeah. now. Grogan. No, you're fine. I'm sorry, i I agree child. with you, though. I, I agree with you.
0: It's it's it, it. Maybe somebody said it in the chat. It, it could be like an IG ship, right? And I think about it. Mm. Depending on what the points cost is, uh, that's probably a pretty mm. fair. That's a fair, a more fair comparison. Yeah, though fine. I wonder yeah, if we're gonna get any of those. To
1: what I was saying.
0: Yeah. Are we gonna get sensor upgrade? <laughs> can I get advanced sensors on 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 the Mandalorian? All right. Anyway, the next uh, card they re- I don't know they revealed can. was the Child. And the neat thing is you can have this in Imperial, Rebel, or Scum. So obviously only the pre-factions, but the child will be available. Here's So we're going to skip the the, the first part, and it says, we're going to go to the second part. So you lose, your force lose the reoccurring icon after you defend if you suffer damage during that attack, recover one force. So here's the deal. If you're going to get attacked once, you're only getting one force back. If you get attacked twice, you can have both your force back. Um, the neat thing about this, right, is that you're going to be able to use this on offense or defense, and you are going to always going to get um, force back as long as you take damage. Unfortunately, that forces you to take damage, right? Now, here's it's the caveat. Like Here, they or have Bormal. Yep, they have a special, special condition card that comes along with the child. Called Merciless Pursuit. Your opponent gets that. Merciless Pursuit then says after you perform an attack, if the defender is equipped with the child, you may acquire an unlock on the defender. So essentially, to get these two force points, if you're going to carry the child, somebody else is going to be able to pursue you and they get free target locks. <laughs>
1: like, um the is scum. Uh, to answer your question real quick, so like Jay asked, "Could this be combined with Maul to take a stress and recover a force?" Uh, I believe so.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think recover yeah, you- two
1: force would be actually what you do.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. The difference is you would lose your reoccurring charge for Mall at the end of the round. Mm-hmm. Mall no longer gets free right. reoccurring. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you would ha- you would have three force on the ship though.
0: Sorry. You would Anyways, get a continue force. Continue with
1: yes. the with the hunted. Yep. So you'd have to have two crew slots though, too.
0: You would have to have two crew slots. I am going to wager that this ship is going to have two crew slots. I'm hoping it does. I would I, have, I can't really yeah, imagine, I would it imagine. imagine it not having it. Um that was I mean, one thing
1: they did not be reveal. Weird. Right. It would be odd though from the show and kind of like everything about the ship it would be very odd not to have at least at least one obviously but I I would imagine closer to two.
0: Now we just need to get this points accurate, and then let me have Boba and play Boba with this. Then, <laughs> then it can become thematic. Give me Boba. <laughs> Lower my go. Boba points, FFG or AMG. Damn it! Ugh. I bet you right. could do
1: this. You could probably do that.
0: So, I still think that this is pretty. Uh, depending again, it's all going to depend on point cars costs. But I actually think this is pretty good. Honestly, I I still think even if somebody's getting target locks against you. I still think that, that that force icon and forcing people to kind of go after you is is pretty big, especially if you could figure out a way to be tanky, you know. And we don't know yet. We don't mm-hmm. know what they're they're gonna do for tankiness for this. Um so we honestly do, do not know in any way any way, shape or form If we're going to yeah. be getting something that helps Mando survive longer, right? We mm-hmm. just don't know.
1: Yeah. And I'm sorry, I did cut you off before you could read that, but that condition, you're right. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting way of doing it.
0: Yeah. So now the nice thing is, is it's after you perform an attack, right? So it is mm-hmm. after you perform an attack. If the defender is equipped with the child, you may acquire a lock on the defender. Now, get this though. So mm-hmm. think about it this way. If you're flying against 10 nub, right? 10 nubs, the mm-hmm. double tap aim B wing. You you spend your, you're going to spend, the question is going to become is when does all this trigger, right? Because if I'm 10 nub, can I spend my target lock first to get the, uh, to get it, you know, to get my bonus attack, then reacquire a lock? Or if it's the other way around and you are not allowed, like it's just going to double, be double target locks and you would just lose it. 10 if he's 10 up to do other things he no longer has to do the specific target lock um function anymore right. he could do other other things which hmm. can make the, 10 up should. could be a big yeah. deal against mando i think
1: yeah well with the and,
0: child obviously
1: uh and if who's gonna find
0: the say. child come on man
1: I don't know. Maybe there's people, I I guarantee there's people going to do it. I mean, I get it. Like you are going to strap them right together and that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I will definitely say there are definitely people going to fly this ship without the child on it. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think if it were me, I'm going to guess that, yeah, the timing chart answers this question, Catherine. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it's, you would then have the lock to have the shot. uh, So you wouldn't have to lock to get it. Uh, but maybe Catherine can answer from the, the chat.
0: All right. The next ship, and this one I'm pretty excited for, and I am the Gauntlet Fighter. So if you don't know what the Gauntlet Fighter Ooh, is, yeah. it's the large Fang Fighter that they have in Clone Wars, right? And they, mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> they unfortunately did not have an image in any way, shape, or form that they could give us of this. But they promised us it was going to look cool, so we're going to trust them on it. They also said it's almost as big as an epic ship. So can you imagine? This is going to be like the largest, oh, large base ship, ship that we're going to mm-hmm. get. I need three of them. I want three. Mm-hmm. One for me. Why do you want for three? A backup. I want a backup, and I want to get mm-hmm. one commission. And one for painted. the background. Yes. <laughs> that's that I
1: display any go. of my stuff. So I say know yeah. ship painters, but, uh, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's that's cool. But, I mean, I, see, the problem with when they get so big like that, I I get they want to have these really cool things to put on the board, but it is a pain in the rumpus to move <laughs> something that's that big in X-Wing. I get it in, in Epic, you know, it barely moves. Like, if you're barely moving a Raider or whatever it is slowly across the board, okay, you move it. But, I mean, it's moving, you know, this far. But if you have to, like, do a K-turn or a five straight with a freaking that's almost the size of an epic ship yeah, yeah oh, boy. well this you feel style, my pain my bullet pain yeah,
0: this dial here shows the gauntlet fighter will either stop or go fast <laughs> like they don't have their ones are just two uh are one banks that's the only ones they have they don't have a one straight i think that's weird um but that's that whatever that's that's how they have it i do like these zero stop then obviously they have two banks and straight blues um three banks and straight and a and a straight four and the three hards are red right Mm. so i don't know what Mm. what's going to come on this ship but this is the ship that they said is basically multi-faction so we're going to get to those cards in just a second but this is a multi-faction ship so this is probably going to be a 50 or 60 dollar damn ship that they have a spy which is Ooh. fine
1: right that's cool well it'd be neat if it's for all of them catherine is actually saying five factions which is awesome um, yes. i haven't had any information on that yet but uh, hey a ship that does five factions that's cool because one buy for five factions is pretty cool yep. uh, so don't love that you know we're knocking two of them out but uh it's still awesome all but resistance yeah. and fo, of course, resistance and fo obviously. So why would why would they get anything new? We just we psh.
0: they just they're getting something new in two weeks. I don't want to hear it. Um, I know, I know,
1: I know, I know. Just still salty. That's all it is. It's the smallest factions, with the smallest number of ships.
0: But this this makes it more. This is very logical, right? Because the gauntlet fighter is from Clone Wars. You, I, I, I guess I didn't know Empire could have it, but I guess it kind of makes sense, right? You know, like they, it does technically get used by some Mandalorians that go to the Empire. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure there's going to be more than these five pilots, but as you can see here, you can see Galactic Republic. Yeah. This is obviously Scum. This is obviously uh, probably Rebel. I'm pretty sure that's Rebel. This one's Empire and then this one's Separatist, which we'll, we can look at the Separatist one in a second. And uh, both the four I-4s are Bo-Katan, right? Both of them are. And we'll go back up to the separatist one in a second. And as you can see, these are this is a um, generic, generic, and generic with a little. I'm guessing a pip. I'm guessing this one has a pip in rebel. So, um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But based on like this this subtext, I'm guessing these these are generic. These three are generics. Um, but I would wager we're going to get a lot of pilots and we're going to get a lot of different upgrades with this that we probably haven't seen before um, would be my guess.
1: Yeah, hints, hints, Yeah, it's interesting they're, that they're that they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with chat too. a lot of chat saying, you know, there's likely to be other pilots. I think that there's going to be other pilots, too. I think you're going to have a named and I think we're at least going to see one generic and I think one named for each pilot. And I'm not going to say that there's going to be tons, but I think we're probably going to see at least that.
0: And um, the big thing here is so the if you this is Boca's hand, right? And so her thing says after you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one deplete token to choose an object in your front arc at range one to two. If you do, another friendly ship may perform a target lock action to lock that object. So it has to be range one to two of you. You have to take a deplete, which doesn't seem super good. But, I mean, I guess if you're at range one, it's still okay. And then it's going to allow you to um, officially utilize that um, to, to help other ships as kind of like a pseudo coordinate, right?
1: Yeah, seems good. So that seems like, pretty uh, good. I like, I like that.
0: I like it. Again, I their action bar is extremely bland. You get it. It's a red I'm coordinate. i why do we have a red, red coordinate? coordinate? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, presumably it's going to have the ability to take a, you know, and I can't remember it, but basically turn that white. Tactical officer or, or something like that. Is. Tactical yeah. officer, whatever it is. You, you, but Either way, whatever. The one that makes the, the coordinate white. Probably going to have crew slots. likely going to be an, almost an instant strap-on, depending on which way you're going to use this ship. Uh, for both Catan, I would assume that's a good thing because you could then give a lock and you could give a focus uh, Do using a coordinate. So, uh, yeah. And they did confirm at least two crew slots, okay. Catherine is saying. So, I'm you know, excited about so, that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. Yep, and to the me. commandos are going to go on it. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we haven't even got to the damn commandos. We haven't even got to them. They're the <laughs> next ones. And I, and oh, I, we're I, getting there. We're getting so, there, guys. So they did not give me. They did not give or not me. (laughs) They didn't give anybody a picture, but they officially confirmed Maul is going to be a pilot. Mm
1: -hmm. So that would be cool in the gauntlet fighter.
0: So is he scum
1: then or would he be separatist? What do they have him? Do you know
0: Uh, they didn't say I'm wagering separatist,
1: so Hmm. I would wager separatist,
0: probably not scum.
1: What are we thinking, chat? Scum separatist? Anyways. Yeah. That would be cool, Maul, in one of those. So obviously, probably three force, right?
0: At least two, if not three. Yes, I don't know. Right. I don't know. It, it, I just, I, I, yeah. We we don't know what the the ability is going to be. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I am extremely excited to see. Um, I'm very excited to see Maul come into play. Um, so anyway, well, back to Bo-Katan time for a quick hot second before a friendly ship at range zero to two activates. You may spend one energy. If you do that, ship may gain one string token to remove one non stress red or orange
1: token. That's cool. Yep. So Jeopardy, if you have a, right, this is a separatist, that's a separatist one. Separatist, yep. yep. on? yes. That's a pretty good ability, especially if you're looking at like reloads. Reloads is huge on that. But it's you know? before you activate,
0: though. Yeah. So, so you, you're going to gain you activate, your... Though, but- Oh, You're, okay. You wouldn't yeah, yeah. your disarm right. token after that, but it would help mm, you if you okay. if you had strain or deplete or other things like that.
1: Well, is it before this ship activates or before a friendly before ship. before activation phase?
0: It says before a friendly ship. Oh, before ship, the friendly ship. I get you. I get you. I
1: you. Yep. Now I get you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. It so you know, I,
0: it, yep. I think that's cool. I think that this is big. Personally, I think this is pretty good. And she's probably going to cost a lot more in, in separatists than she's going to cost in scum. She, well, she what, what her, is it? Does her, it
1: say non-stress uh, tokens? Is that what it says?
0: Yes. Non-stress red okay. or orange non-stress. tokens. Mm-hmm. So
1: you're yeah, right. You, can you break know blocks, what? You could you can break the get feet. rid of a
0: disarm token, can't you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if it has one traveling over, which isn't normally going to ha- happen. Not because you lose the disarm at the beginning of the enduring system phase.
0: Except for Tri-Fighters. Tri-Fighters
1: are the uh, only ones yep. that
0: have the slam action. So, okay. So there we go. Everybody, there now you know what it can do. Now we got to go figure out what's going to be the best separate to ship for my
1: Gauntlet Fighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All so right. Apparently, you're going to strap a, a Tri-Fighter in with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three. How about three? I'll take three of them. Yeah, That'll be fun.
1: I like looks like Catherine's confirming that it's scum for Maul. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. Can confirm. I would not mind another scum ship with actual uh, force. That would be amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, where you don't have to strap it through. or almost So, gunner. I yep. mean,
1: yeah. Just a sage. I mean, Basically, yeah. you're a sage. Yeah. That's it. It's the only, you know. Ah, uh, Commandos. Commando Commandos. So, it is a com, com, Commandos, then? Okay, it's been a long All day. right.
0: You're in dad joke jail. No more, no more dad jokes right, for you. Perfect. Um, perfect. So this is pretty cool. Them, so this is the new remote. Now I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to tell you why I want. It. I'm a little excited by this, and and what I hope comes out of this. Um, so this says, after an enemy ship overlaps you, it gains a strain token. Okay, cool. At activation phase, at the start of the phase, you may relocate um, forward using the one hard. One hard either left or right, or two straight template engagement phase. You cannot attack if there are ships at range zero. To perform an attack, you must spend one energy. While you perform an attack, you may change one eyeball to a hit. Right, and you're basically a one to two charge. Now, these commandos, as long as nobody shoots at them, if you got job of the hut, these things you just keep adding those. Uh, you just keep adding your 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 energy charges back to it, but.
1: No, I don't think so. It's, got a, it, it's crew, right? It's
0: a remote, so it's like a missile.
1: Right, but energy, no, 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 no. It has to be illicit, yeah. Psych J's got it. It has to be an illicit for, or, for Java to work.
0: Oh, all right. Well, so Java you know. only will recharge a
1: charge on an illicit. But either way, I mean, I'm I would excited. still be excited. They're still badass, but yeah, you cannot get away from it like that um yeah it is it's it's only illicit so the nice thing is is uh, they're free
0: strain clouds these things become strain clouds mm -hmm, no matter what right mm -hmm. so you you can move them around yeah a strain clouds and if they're shooting at them it just frees you up Mm -hmm. so it's not like a probe droid when i shoot Mm -hmm. my probe droids and they're way out there and you're like "Hmm, sucks to be you chris i'm gonna shoot at these because i can't hit you anywhere (laughs) like it's just you go after Mm -hmm. them people don't think about it either like they'll just leave the probe Mm -hmm. droids sitting out but like if you could, get, if you could right. attack a probe droid, you might as well kill it before it could do too much, too many locks for you. Yeah, you know.
1: Um, yeah, there might be other things. Catherine's like she's say, saying there's likely five different factions for these, and I would have to agree that there's likely five different factions for these two. Chris, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's probably one for each ship, right?
0: Yeah, I would guess there's one for everyone, and because my question became, is can a ship spend a token to help the probe droids or? or discord missiles that they get attacked to save themselves right you know like so if you think about it can anybody help save the mandalorians you know like if i I'm get this sure. in separatist cuz they're cuz they're remote can i spin a calculate to help them i don't know you know mm-hmm. um is hera well, going mean, to be able to give her focus to them
1: that yeah, that would be the one hera is the one that i'm curious about is hera but i don't know if remotes can have tokens that's yeah the question. i don't think
0: I don't they can I know
1: they can have locked i mean you can lock them i know that but that's the question is can
0: they get their own tokens right and can you if you're here right. can you share a token with them like so hopefully yeah. they define the rules for these i would like to actually what would be really awesome if amg in the next like couple of months release the rules for these i don't need things mm. anything else just give me the rules so i know how they're going to interact because i i would really like to right. see these What's really exciting, here here, let me tell you what's really exciting, Matt. Is I hope I get little little mandos, like little mandos to go on top of the cardboard so I don't get a piece of cardboard. I want to see like a little guy that attaches to my cardboard. <laughs> you don't gotta paint them, AMG. I don't need them painted. Just send me gray ones. I don't care. But I want little mandos You're to sit on like top little, of my remote. little
1: Little tabs. Oh, oh yeah, Catherine's nailed it Legos. Yes, Catherine. Legos indeed. We'll uh we'll start making them. We'll be rich, rich. I say no, I'm yeah. just joking. But it if, does sound sound like fun. That would be cool. It, that would be amazing, right? I would do that. Then, and and yeah, you're right. V printing, twitchy. That's we, exactly what I was thinking too. We like could do all
0: those things if they aren't going to do them. If they're mm. going to do them, I don't want to take money yeah. out of their pocket. But if they're not going to do them, yeah, this mm. is like huge opportunity. This is like Etsy shit right here. You well, know.
1: I mean, you can. I mean, I I I, I got a laser cutter. We can uh, we can cut out some little the placards are the right size and I know where superglue super glue is. and we can just <laughs> <some> <laughs> Lego <desktop>. made them. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I doubt, I don't think yeah, I'm with it, Catherine. I don't think that it's going to come out from AMG, but we can make our own Chris. That'll be a weekend project for us. That'll be fun.
0: All right. We're going to do that. So as soon as we find out whether they're going to or not, <laughs> we are hundred percent going to make that. Um, the other thing I wanted yeah. to note is because this is a double crew slide is what they said. And you see here, this says a, I'm assuming there's going to be a b right you know which means whenever these get launched i'm wondering if you launch both mm-hmm. of them at the same time or if they're going to be individually well, it's, launched
1: it's like sensor buoys right so they have blue and red so it's going to be okay. just like those but this is a and b would be my guess so that way you can track them with cards because they're going to have their this is their card right so when you, when you launch them, you can launch probably one one turn, one on the next turn. They're going to be they're persistent, right? So I'm sure that that's what it is. So that way you have the little the little cardboards are probably going to have A and B on them.
0: Yep. So the next thing that they talked about was a new card pack. So no new ships, but essentially like an Aces high pack is what they kind of basically said. And they are going to give us new TIE fighter pilots and thing fighter pilots. And they're going to be for factions that don't have Fang Fighters yet. So, folks, if oh, you. Oh, wow.
1: Fang so Fighters. Fang Fighters are becoming multi-faction. I mean, there's. At least for one. the one right now, right? Yeah. It's
0: just in scum. You're getting them in. We're getting them in Rebels yeah, I now. For a second
1: there was, I was going to say, I thought for a second, there might be a Rebel one, but then I was like, of course there's not. But then, yeah. No, no, no. But I was, I was just there thinking is. of some of those. There's going to be one, huh? That will there be cool. Is. I'm wondering about Rebel flavor. With, ooh, with a Fen Rao and a freaking Fang Fighter. Oh, ooh, <laughs> I wonder if we're going to get Imperial Fangs as well, like uh, Catherine is saying, that would also be pretty cool. Ooh, Rebel Fangs, I don't know how that would go synergistically-wise, right? So that's going to be even a harder hitter than some of the, uh, the X-Wings and stuff, right? And super maneuverable. Yeah, oh, no, that'd be a wing wingmate mm-hmm. for a for an X wing. I don't know how many we're getting, but I mean, if we're getting like a skull squadron, like uh, for rebels, that would be an interesting addition. There are a lot of points, though. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to fit.
0: So, but think about this, okay? Fen Rao is a different type of different type of a ship right like he's not the thing fighter is is not like a lot of what rebel has it's it's just not Mm -hmm. like the thing fighter is a pretty Mm -hmm. aggressive ship i mean fen rau is a pretty aggressive person and Mm -hmm. you know if we were playing under the old rules which we'll talk about the new rules here in a few minutes but under the old Mm -hmm. rules you being able to bid and put this fen rau in rebels as an i6 i mean imagine him Mm -hmm. and inherit together oh man now, that just sounds very tasty. Like, I am very excited yeah. by this. I didn't even tell you. Well, this week, yeah. my local, I ran Rebels for the first time on a table did in you a really? year. What? Did. You You're want to know what I ran? Me. I ran something that you should be ashamed of.
1: Oh, what did you run?
0: I ran <laughs> Jake, right? And Hera. Right. And two oh. E-wings. <laughs> <laughs> With the astromech that
1: lets you, you take. You two E wings, yeah? I didn't yeah, know you had wings, dude. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, they they came okay. in my rebel thing, and when I bought that, I just never had was able to put them on the table. So, okay.
1: um. Yeah, anyway, so was, I have one too. I just just got it, but that's cool. That's super cool. How did it go? Did you win?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, that'll teach you. See, now you lost, see why people play that shit against you. I,
0: I lost, Jake. That was it.
1: So, but did you realize was that scared, was it? The small Jake. Just Jake, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: but that's okay. Those e wings are were tanky, but it, some of it's the maneuverability. Some of it's I jou- the, the joust when I came in. I got a really good joust round one. Okay, so yeah. let's talk about Fenrir real real quick because I am a little excited to see Fenrir and Rebels because this definitely supports. Uh, especially because I just watched you know Rebels the within the last two months. Um, before a friendly ship at range one to two engages, if there is an enemy ship in its front arc at range one that friendly ship may remove one non lock red token
1: who nice
0: so you can have a sh- ship that's stressed get rid of it you can have a ship that's strained get rid of it um the nice the the thing is it just cannot be the the target lock right
1: the lock right yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So cool though I mean stress could.
1: strain deplete why not yeah you know, and and actually, MJ Baird is saying something too in, in chat. I would love to see this too. It's Wedge, Fenn, and Harris. So that's a triple six. For a the rebels too, uh, without without the falcon. All small base ships and yeah. no Oof. caterpillars. I'm sorry. Oof.
0: Bring me, bring me, yeah, give me some ace play there. I, that sounds that sounds fun. Um, I like that.
1: It actually sounds really good. And then that particular thing with that particular setup. Right, because you're looking at uh, the double, like the Hera focus boost, right? So assuming she boosts into a range or barrel rolls into range where she has that, you know, perfect information at six, right? Uh, She could uh, possibly remove that stress, in which case she goes into the next round with a full dial, which is amazing. Yeah. Very, very cool. Can confirm. It'll be awesome.
0: Yep, You do lose that aggressive Fenrao attack, but it's probably because he's older. He's fighting for the Rebels now. They are like, hey, you can't be so aggressive, man. You just can't do that.
1: Um, Still has the Concordia though, so I don't care.
0: So <laughs> this is the, it does have the Concordia which is nice at range one. Yep. So the mm-hmm. other thing that, the, the other pilot that they released was called this ISB Jing Oist. I I, I don't know if that's the proper way to say it but that's what it is. So we're getting new TIE pilots, which is kind of cool. I'm still kind of skeptical because, like, what am I going to run? TIE pilots just burn. So if I'm going to run TIE fighters, just run them in freaking, you know, FO, right? I mean, that's just the logical thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they do have this. This is a, you can have two of these. Before you engage, you may choose one enemy ship in your front firing arc at range zero to one. If you do, that ship gains one deplete or strain token of your choice unless it chooses to remove a green token so it's kind of like a darth vader-esque without yeah, being no. aggressive strain or triple O. jingoist Catherine jingoist, Catherine
1: jingo-ist. There you jingo-ist. Go. yep jingoist there you go uh,
0: um
1: it's it's a, it's a solid ability i i suppose if you're grabbing a couple of these and if they're cheap enough um it would be yeah that's funny A.k.a. Blanchard Nationalist. (laughs) Jingoist. Anyways, um, if you are running a couple of these in a swarm, I will say for a TIE swarm, this is giving you... We're starting to get more tools in uh, in the uh, TIE swarm. So basically, maybe something to go with the uh, release of the... What squadron? The one with... uh, Idenverso, I can't remember names right now, but anyways, that squadron. Uh, it can be pretty solid, right? You you're starting to take away some of their tools. Uh, Inferno squadron, yes. Thank you, guys, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, Inferno squadron. So something to go with Inferno squadron. It, it's at the same you know initiative too, right? I believe most of Inferno is four. I think Dell is five, but um, either way very very good to have this really neat little uh addition at 4. I I think what they're like looking at maybe is a little more ability for for that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if they're going to be reasonable point cost cuz let's be fair, even inferno squadron isn't all that great. So um a little more tools with them would would maybe be not bad especially if they're cheap tools.
0: So the other the other pilot I bet we're going to get in my opinion, is Moth Gideon. That's just my opinion. If we don't get Moth Gideon, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, because that would make Maybe. sense if we're no if we're gonna we're release him. all of the Man- Mando stuff. That would make sense that we're mm-hmm. we're
1: getting we're getting mm-hmm. him. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. So that yeah, was just, all you the
1: new. With you. <laughs>
0: the, yeah. The, the, it's just logical to have Moth Gideon. I I agree. Like mm-hmm. I, to me, just if we don't get it, it's it seems kind of like a travesty right and i mean we saw mm-hmm. him fly one he was in two seasons right. for fuck's sake <laughs> at this point it's, it's been mm-hmm. long enough give me give me moth gideon um not that mm-hmm. i'm ever gonna fly the tie fighters but i don't know you know you never know maybe they'll be able to maybe they're gonna try to make tie fighters like sprinkle them in right i can have one or two mm-hmm. of them with some other ships i mean right Maybe instead of me taking six interceptors or five interceptors, I can take, you know, mm -hmm. three interceptors and a couple of TIE fighters. I don't know. Sounds good to me.
1: Well, what do you see in your brain as the possibility of those TIE fighters dropping at least two points. Like I, I, there's no reason why I wouldn't see it happen. You know what I mean? Let's be fair. TIE fighters at 22 are dog crap. So nobody's taking them unless you got something to i guess force multiply but even then there's almost ev- always something better to slot in instead. So for me man, no. Yeah,
0: I would like to see some we of the I got to do the discussion down.
1: Hmm? I I agree too. I agree. I think that the, we really need to look at the tie fighters, which I'm hoping that they are as they're talking about points changes. Uh let's try to make them, you know, at least usable again maybe, right? Yeah. I agree.
0: Okay, so for our next seg- segment, and and I'm going to stop with the AMG spoilers for just a second, and I'm, we're going to take a breath because we have some exciting news, and 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 this is something Charles actually came up with, and I feel really bad because he's not here, but I'm not going to wait till he comes back to announce it. Um, so Charles, this week, Charles sent me this information, um, uh, that they are officially making Luke Skywalker an Imperial pilot. So I'm going to say that again. They're going to make Luke Skywalker an Imperial pilot. Right? That's crazy. Like right? now you're just going back <laughs> and you're like erasing everything. Well, you're just like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing, Disney? What the fuck? You know? Like,
1: I don't know. Sorry, I don't mean this It's way. called, it's called a multiverse, sir. It's a colorful multiverse where we all <sighs> exist on multiple timelines. Stop poo-pooing the fun and just fly the ship, sir.
0: That's Marvel, damn it. Anyway, so. <laughs> now, there is, what's happening is the Lego Star Wars franchise, which I don't know if that's canon, considered canon or not, right? I don't know. But essentially, the Lego Star Wars franchise is going to take Jedi Knight Skywalker and turn him into a soldier for for Pal- Pal- Palpatine and the Galactic Empire. And they have a, a trailer coming in October 1st called Terrifying Tales, And I like the Lego Star Wars movies. I think they're cute. Um, Mm -hmm. But they are there. It is what it is. Anyway, so we're getting we're going to get fun, guys. It's just play, (laughs) Luke Skywalker to fight for the Empire. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not going to go through this whole article. What they're basically saying is this is like a monkey's paw scenario. Right. And Luke goes back and essentially becomes part of the dark side. Right um so charles said hey what would be what would your pilot design be what would your pilot design be think about it if you could take luke and put him in empire which now we know it's a wannabe feasible thing what would your what would your pilot and ship be right and so what we did is we took a, p- a poll amongst just us, and you guys can be thinking about it. And if you want to post them yeah. in the 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 uh, the chat, on we the are going chat, to commission. Yeah. I am I I am already in talks with somebody to commission a alt art card for the different pilot and abilities already. I already have that on the table. Awesome. It's yeah. going to be something that we're going to be able to start giving away to people um who watch our stream. We are a newer stream, so my revenue uh, cap is not the same as GSPs.
1: Very, but very small.
0: I have, I have somebody that has... I essentially, I have somebody that's volunteered to do um, the artwork, helped me put it together so it looks professional um, and doesn't take mm-hmm. away from anything the three of us do already for the show and will allow us to continue doing everything we do, but they're going to help design these cards. The difference is we are going to kind of talk about what do we think Luke will do? So I'm going to give Matt first, mm-hmm. first privilege of the conversation matt what if you put luke inside of a empire ship a what would the ship Mm. be and b what would Mm. his pilot ability be
1: Mm. yeah so i've been i've been very blessed that i had a little bit of time to think this one out and uh you know psych j you're a jerk because you just grabbed it but anyways tie advanced x1 is what i came up with um all right for two reasons, actually. One, I think it's a great platform, and I think it is probably the closest thing to an X-Wing that the Empire really has, which is a heavy fighter. And it's a kind of like a pseudo-heavy fighter, but still it's a heavy fighter. To me, I think one, and again, it's like nailed it, is exactly what I'm thinking too, is think about running a pair of aces, Vader, Luke. I'm, I'm just saying Pair of aces, Vader Luke, both the X1s. The thought of it is making my X Wing uh joy expand in my heart. So, so how, to many me, how many force? That would be fours? super fun. How many force? Uh, it have to be two. Yep, it's gonna be two. Well, Ooh. now we always say that the that the dark side is stronger, right? So but it isn't four. obviously separate but equal. But I oh. don't know. Not Hold four. On. Not four. Hold on.
0: Hold on, let's talk through this just for a second, because you got me you mm. got me going think about or three, it if you, buddy.
1: two or three buddy okay
0: but hold on vader has three fourths, right in the x1 luke this is this is luke going back what if luke retained mm-hmm. all of his light side knowledge and went back in time and then was more powerful than his father just saying would you have to give him four yeah. force then
1: Mm, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think I think game? that we would be, it would be a horrible precedent. So <laughs> I mean, I see, I, I see two. Uh, yeah, just mastery at three, right? So there's nobody that has more than three anyway. So I mean, yeah, All just right. just two or three. I would assume it's. I mean, it depends. I, I could see a a, a, a a story for each one. And uh, okay, and now my ability. I thought about this. And I think this is the best one for for Luke, like kind of fitting in the whole Luke thing uh, is I think that he should get a uh, free evade. Basically, he may use one force to change any die to an evade, right? So he basically gets the, you know, the blank to to evade the focus to evade, whatever it is. You're basically, you're looking at probably one of the most defensible ships with three defense die in the game, just with that. Because if he grabs a focus, he gets his force, you're probably looking at at least two evades each time, which I think is very synergistic with his gets a force back every time he's attacked on the the light side. You know what I mean? So if he is a, a rebel. So that's my card. You know, you guys' mileage may vary, but I think that that would be the one I would want. All right. so Charles, I got to hear it, Chris. What yeah. do you want? Oh, Charles. well,
0: hold on. Okay. We're going to do Charles first. We're going to do Charles first. Charles is easy. Charles thinks he should be in, a, in an interceptor. Um, He says that he would put him in an interceptor, and he believes that he would give him, essentially, when you get shot or when you shoot, you get to regain force, right? So when you would make an attack that would hit, you would get to get your force back. So it encourages you to yeah. spend your force on attack and take evade mm-hmm. tokens, just like you said, and, mm-hmm. and get free yeah. force back. Um
1: yeah, that's good but, too.
0: You know, I would almost caveat that by saying doing the same thing with Vader and saying then you can't um use your force on defense, but um mm-hmm. all of these are just gonna be broken. It doesn't matter what we do.
1: Now I didn't say you're talking about points, anyway. So
0: yeah, we, this is gonna be 150 yeah. point, Luke.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I will say I will say too. Catherine here is is saying in chat a tie fighter because anything else sounds like cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, what the scenario would be like letting him in the academy? They're just a basic tie, exactly, because everything else is just gonna be crazy. Yeah, no, I I agree. I. I would love to see it just because I'd love to see the two ship build, but you're, right. it's got, he's got to be a bunch of points, especially some of these and a tie intercept with the force. Oh, oh,
0: so mine, yeah. mine is also a tie interceptor. And I believe he should have three force. No questions asked. Um, now, Here's where I I believe his ability should be different than kind of what he does. And 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 I believe he should have a dual ability. You get to pick one or the other, not both, one or the other. I believe that for the first ability, you could spend one force at the beginning of the system phase and you may perform one action. If you do, the remaining force can only be spent on attack. So if you pre-position yourself with your force, the rest of the force on the attack cannot be spent on defense. It can only be spent on offense. Here's the second ability. This one's going to drive everybody nuts. Everybody's going to hate this. But if we don't have bids, you don't have to worry about positioning anymore. Now, the second ability, which is the either or, right? He could spend two force at the beginning of the engagement phase to perform one action he has not already spent, already done. If you do, the remaining force can only be spent on defense. So I got three force, I fly up there, I haven't done a barrel roll, I spend two force, do a barrel roll, no longer can I spend my force on defense. So the idea is is to give the player the option to do one of the two. Personally, if it were me, I would agree with that. I also believe the subtext that should should be there as well is that he can have access to both light and dark side. upgrades (laughs) upgrades yep and i also believe they should add a purple target lock to his to his thing
1: all right well so basically an interceptor with target locks that's (laughs) interesting
0: but with purple target all right
1: i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna say it now not to poo poo that's a lot of writing bro that's a lot of writing you're right (laughs) right. it
0: it is it is a lot of writing i don't that will
1: be the most confusing card (laughs) <laughs> in the, in the huh. thing, and then try to remember well which one did you do with your force this turn, or was it last turn that you did the two force? For the I don't know. I you're, mean, you're right. it's, it's a cool it's idea, though.
0: Probably too confusing. Now, so here's the deal what we g- more confusing than the same. It's not, not more, more confusing, confusing. than Sam. <laughs> Sam is really confusing. <laughs> everybody hated zane when zane came out, but now everybody yeah, but likes Sam. It'll
1: have to be it have to be one of those fold open cards so you can put the whole thing on there right. <laughs> so i mean not more confusing it's just more words <laughs> hey, but
0: if you put just those two abilities they would fit in there if you and in the target lock if you didn't put the the lighter dark side things on there you you could still fit all right. that um i will you could take the lighter
1: dark side thing that could be uh that could be like a just a setup thing you you wouldn't even need an actual like part of the card doesn't have to say it on the card could just be you know yes
0: I think the other thing that and again I'm open to discussions right? if this ever became a reality I, I I, think the discussion of how many force he should have right how many force he should spend for the ability I think that's open to discussion you're right me telling you he should have three force. you spend two on defense I mean if I take an evade spend two I get it for another force for your defense if I can't regen those force though it doesn't matter as much right It's it's not the same um, I also thought you know what if we could create like a, a, a card to go with it that is a force modification slot like a dual a dual slot card um that would be a really cool idea too to kind of try to say hey I'm gonna give you something to be a, make you a little bit more durable but I'm gonna have a downside to it you know um and maybe something that maybe it's like a, a requirement that says you know you can have your three force or two force you get this training card. If you complete this card, like kind of like we have with Agent Terex, you flip it and you get the third force. I don't know. Uh, again, now I'm just talking, how can we have fun type thing? It, we are going to create one of these cards. So here's the deal. If you are all excited by this and you want to submit your opinions, I will have a and link. Your,
1: and your options. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I will create this week. I'm creating I um, I'm going to create a, I don't know, do I do a poll? Maybe I'll do a poll or a Google a Google poll or something like that.
1: And we could do we could do a post on Facebook too. Would also work. Yeah, that works.
0: We'll find. We will. I will let everybody know what we'll do. But we're going to do something where you guys are able to submit um, your answers to this. So maybe a Google, maybe a Google form. That's what I'll do. I'm going to do a Google form because I it think we should like at the end
1: we should like vote on it. We'll have an episode yeah. where we vote. Maybe while yes. we're live next week. Maybe we'll look into that. I don't know. What's the thought on that? It that's won't something be next we could week.
0: actually do live. It won't be next week, but yes, we we can do that in two weeks. So, I will sure. I will get we'll a Google form together tonight, and I will get mm-hmm. it out. So, if you are not in our Discord, mm-hmm. join our Discord right now. Mm-hmm. Head over to Discord. Join the Discord. Um, I, that's, what are we giving, are we giving the winner? My shit. What are uh, we giving the winner? So, if I, so, what we'll, so okay. So, that's what we'll do. We'll gather everybody's things. We'll put them all in there. And then we'll let everybody vote. Whoever gets the winner, their card gets made. So, I'm probably gonna make my card there too, well, that's just because I'm a dick. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. I like my card. But um, <laughs> anyway, but we will we will make whoever. No, you mean you're, yeah. your set of four cards, right? My set of my set of so seven, right. seven cards. <laughs> Damn it, seven cards. Seven cards. <laughs> No, I'm just gonna get one of those bigger cards like FFG created, those quick bell cards. That's just what it's gonna be. There you go.
1: That's why they created it. So you actually make this card.
0: So like for the Tanners of the world.
1: (laughs) Uh but yeah, it would be interesting aces high though. Think about all those different Lukes, aces high style. Oh yeah. (laughs) Tarot card
0: site. Yeah, yeah, they're I, size. I mean, yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so I'm going to side tangent for just a second here. I'm going to side tangent for just yeah. a second because most of us that are Star Wars fans probably like Marvel to some extent. Matt and I both play mm-hmm. this game, this card game called Marvel Champions. And yes, I know FFG. Mm-hmm. Fuck FFG. Blah, 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 blah. But we play this. It's a really fun game. It's insanely good. I love it. They have a hero called Ant-Man, and he has three forms. He has normal form. He has big big ant form and little ant form and the card is f and it it does it folds and becomes big and you unfold it to become big so there you go so we can make that possible the next wing
1: Mm-hmm. All right. exactly all right i mean it could be done i mean but it seems silly just to do it just for your one one thing but you're
0: right it, it, mm-hmm. You're right man. But I just thought I'd give a I would give ai love that you
1: I love that you're so into it though. I mean, yeah. I think that it's a really cool idea. I mean, obviously completely theory crafted. They better not actually have one real one, but uh I think it would be fun. And I think yeah. it would also be fun to aces high this with four people, not going to lie, yeah. using our special loot cards. Hey, and, and I'll tell you what. Like think about it this way, Matt. If we made this a
0: regular segment and people actually want to check our show out more, we could do this once a yeah. month and then like at the end of a quarter release all the cards to anybody um that yeah. that subscribes to the channel or something like that. Right? right. It wouldn't we could, be a bad then, sub gift. Just saying. Yeah. And we could actually hold a tournament yeah. where you can use your the pre created cards. Sure.
1: Well, yeah. cool. We will
0: have to run well, this mean, through DL first the- though, just so you know. Yeah. Ewan has to give his sign what up happened? just to make sure <laughs> we don't break a rule.
1: <laughs> What's going on? We oh there's no to make rules sure on this. Looks this is all it. just fake and made up. Who would have to you, who has we to c- give an okay on
0: this? No, he wouldn't have to give us an okay. We just I'd use him to make sure we don't have too broken a cards. Because I'm pretty sure that we could create a TTT mod or TTS mod that brings these cards in. I talked to um somebody a couple weeks ago um Flipster. I talked to him a little bit and he's actually explaining some of how to bring some of that type of stuff in. So these could be totally viable cards like that we could actually use and play with. And we could hold a tournament, you know, like just like a local turn not a local, like an online tournament for everybody. We could just like have fun on a Saturday or something like that. I don't know. Or a Thursday, who knows?
1: Well, and in person, you can always use a straight up, just an actual postcard, right? Postcard with the ship. And, you know, I mean, you're not going to change the amount of things. So you just do a, what do you go, wherever you call it you just you just do a stand-in but yeah. yeah sounds interesting I love these thoughts and I love this thought so I'm hoping everybody else is as excited as me I actually really enjoyed thinking of my ship and ability so yes I'll tell you the the fun even part. though it doesn't take seven cards to write out
0: yeah you're, it's no fun because you don't got seven cards you gotta get seven cards man damn it all right okay now now we're gonna go on to uh, probably the more controversial thing things and um i am sad charles is not here but charles and i talked a little bit i mean we had the stream on thursday if you want to check it out it's still up on twitch otherwise i've if you watch the second high stakes is that what it's called what i don't know what the damn thing's called now whatever the hunting season sorry if you watch our second hunting season video under our our we have a um we have a playlist that like a community challenge playlist. That's where I uploaded them to. We actually talk about some of this stuff already, um, but we thought we'd do it officially. So if you want to hear a lot of Charles's thoughts on it um, specifically, he, he's very similar to us. And I do have a segment at the end um, that I will read of his thoughts and things like that. But with that being said, the first thing I want to talk about is worlds. They talked about worlds. We are not getting a worlds next year. We're not getting the worlds this right. year. We possibly right. could get one next year, but the probability is so low. It's not even funny. Essentially. They basically said that unless COVID got super great. All of a sudden that as of right now, they cannot plan it because it's a world's event and they don't want other people to be in danger. So fine. I'll honor that. that I can sense. accept that. I agree with them on that. To only a little bit, only a little bit. Cause I really want to be back in person well, um, with mean, lots of people again, who
1: doesn't want to be in person, but at the same time, I mean, regardless i mean if if anybody ends up getting hurt it's just it's just not worth it in the end yeah i can understand so that.
0: so we'll see what they do i'm not again i almost wish they would let us have an online worlds then right i mean the xcc thing like demonstrated we can do this this is a probability this is a thing that can be done um mm-hmm. so I, i'm gonna stay out of that for now i i will tell you mm-hmm. i'm disappointed i'm not getting to 22 worlds because i actually already went to my boss and basically said. I'm. You cannot book me for trips or anything in in October because if there is a Worlds, we will be there or I will be there. Even if I don't, even if I don't get in, I'm going to be there. So now, on yeah. the positive side, though, if they do delay it to 2023, there there's going to be more opportunity to get tickets, right? Or you know to qualify for it because that's how yeah. FFG did those things is, is is they had qualifications and different things like that. And for me, that's good because Matt and I actually started at the beginning of 2020 and like. We never had an opportunity to win a world's ticket. We hadn't we had no store in-store events that the two of us could go to at all. And we are we were very sad, but on the positive side we didn't have to worry about it cuz there was no there was no worlds cuz of covid. So what I'm excited about is the fact that um if they still allow for in-person play for smaller store events that give out invites for 2023 that that's right. good for me. I'm excited by that as well. That I I don't want to say that turns my dials. That makes me happy. I don't know what the hell they're, whatever. I'm excited (laughs) because we are looking
1: looking at a lot of time. So there is a time frame where people can, uh, we can like start with new measures or something can happen in the interim where we might be able to negate some of it, and 2023 might become very viable. So sad to hear about 2022. Definitely crossing fingers for 2023, and yes, I agree. I wouldn't mind seeing some store play that does have those qualifications and um, invites.
0: Yes. Now, with that being said, they told us they're going to be at Adepticon. Now, I'm a little confused because I thought Dion mentioned on his show that he was doing an Adepticon thing. And, um, we, so as a group, um, for example, Charles and I are already committed to going to a Matt, depending on his work schedule. Um, this is a little farther in advance for Matt to to make a decision like eight months out, but because where I I live right by Chicago. So for me, it's a no brainer to go to Chicago. Um, I have friends there and I actually have an office in Chicago. So that Thursday, if I don't want to take the day off work, I can actually literally just go in and work during the day if I want. Um, so I will be at Adepticon for sure, and I believe John, kind of our co-partner friend that hangs out with us all the time, um, he is also going to Adepticon uh, as well. Um, so that's kind of going to be what we're we're looking forward to. So we don't they didn't really say specifically what the competitive play would be or, or that, but they would, did say there will be some competitive events, and they're going to have narrative play by then. Um, So we're going to put a a pin in the narrative play for just 30 seconds because I want to come back to that. I'm tentative in my feelings towards what they're doing for competitive play because, again, I know how Dion runs an event. Um, I would hope they just reach out to Dion and let's just solve it. Let's just kill two birds with one stone. Dion lives there. Let him deal with that. Right. Let him be that partner. that you should be letting he's done these things before. And I I would be very, I would be very sad if AMG decided to try to run a competitive event and did not reach out to some people in the community that have been doing this through COVID. We'll just put it that way. So (coughs) I don't know how well, and
1: he's already pre pre built basically, if you will. Right. So he has a community, we have everything set up. He has the entire platform. So really it's a pretty easy, uh, tap out right you can always just be like hey we need this what was your suggestion and you'd be surprised you probably have a bunch of different things where we could just easily figure something out so hopefully they they try that
0: yeah now they did say in 2020 there are going to be some store kits they've they made that official so we are getting store kits um two kids and they did say that there's a possibility we'll be able to use these to play online together I don't know what they're referring to. I don't know if they're going to acknowledge CTS finally. I have no idea. I have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, I
1: don't know if they can, right? Isn't that always the concern? Like, it's the mouse, right?
0: Kind of, yes. And I don't know. But if you watch their stream, for example, you can definitely tell there's a difference in AMG and FFG. Like, if you watch the difference between it, and, and maybe they're really good actors, and they're able to script out their oops mistakes, like, where they say something that has not been approved to say but they say a lot of th- it's, right. it seems like they say more things that they never got permission to say and then they're just like huh, oh well it's out there now folks <laughs> there you go which that's good for me I like that right. I think that's great you know that's I, I like those type of people right give me a little bit more than you're allowed to give me you challenge you challenge that authority fuck the you know that's that's all I'm saying challenge well,
1: the authority a little bit I'm wondering if maybe like if I were Disney, I would definitely kind of be like, "Yeah, you're gonna like there has to be some sort of, some sort of something." Like bear is saying, he's saying that they play the um, Crisis Protocol on there. So, um, really, if you're if you're gonna stop all gameplay and almost you know make it, it almost. Not a you know not allowed even for two people to play from two different households. It does become very tricky to have even casual gameplay uh, allowed during this point in time. If I were the mouse, I might be like totally like the blinders now. Maybe in you know three years, if you know COVID's gone and everybody's still trying to do tournaments online or whatever. If I were if I were them, I'd probably re re, <laughs> re- uh, you know reevaluate my position on TTS. But at this point in time, I mean really it's keeping the game alive so you know I don't know it keeps their licenses viable right
0: yeah and if in fairness if AMG is allowing MCP to be played they're they're probably going to allow X-Wing too I, I don't see why they wouldn't um, and, and I think that right. if you look at what's happened I mean I've spent enough money during COVID to choke a horse so I mean my store is very happy with my expenditures <laughs> and, what, and the only person right. I could play in person with was Matt Matt, Matt was literally the only sanction. Like Matt and I sanctioned each other. We had nobody else we hung out with, really, that often, at all during COVID. And that was Matt and I were the only. Like that's how we stayed playing in person. Matt and I did for eight months. We waited through the bad part, but once we got through, once we, what was it, July or August, when they started lightening things up, that's when we started playing in person again. Just the two of us at our house.
1: We were playing. That we were works. playing. We were literally doing, before TTS, we were doing, like, a camera setup. So we were using just yeah. cameras. We were just playing on separate things and just using things. Yeah, Nobby's agreed, too. If we, have, if we haven't played COVID, if we because of COVID, if we haven't been able to actually play this game for two years because it wouldn't allowed to play, yeah, it would have just died. There wouldn't have been a game to continue. Nobody would have bought new miniatures. At this point in time, it, without TTS, you know, it would totally just not be a thing.
0: And that's true, and I can tell you the same thing. I mean, Destiny got canceled at the beginning of COVID, and you know how many Destiny games I've played this year? In 2021, I've played two. In 2020, I played quite a few, but about a year into it, it, because there was no in-person play, they killed the game, and then no in-person play, I just gave up, moved on. Now I play (laughs) X-Wing. All right. So, so let's let's talk about these in-store play kits right and this is going to talk about that narrative play a little bit right we're talking about something different they're they're talking about creating an aces high kit which I think FFG created um and I don't I don't think that this kit was created by AMG personally so um but we all know what aces high is I'm not going to go through what aces high is but they are gonna create a kit for it for the store and here I'm gonna show you I'll show you the picture, I guess, uh if you didn't see it already. There is essentially they're hard. gonna create a like a quick build style card that you'll be able to play. Now I don't know why we picked uh Ayla and I don't know why they seem to not be able to get the um the guns correct <laughs> for my attack dice, but they are essentially um, creating I, it's not a mistype when you put three versus two versus it, come on man. Like I mean it's an ETA. We know that the bullseye is three. <laughs> like, that ship's been out for a little while now.
1: Anyway, I'm just saying it's a miss type. That's all. We all know it's a miss. Fucking print.
0: I'm just saying, it's like if AMG wants to get better. I mean, like Dione was able to fix it in one in one hour. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Dion fixed it in one hour if sure. they can't fucking fix it. Mean,
1: they could probably fix it <laughs> in seconds when it comes to, like, the actual, like, image. They can fix it in seconds. The problem is is whether or not it's been off to the printer. My wife's a graphic designer. I promise you she could fix this problem in seconds. I, <laughs> if not, I like, know. maybe a full just... minute. But still, it is, yeah. It's, anyway. it's not hard to fix. It's just that it's, uh the, the only problem is, is, like, if it's off to the printers, right? So,
0: yeah. I don't know. It,
1: I I doubt this well, one is, but we'll see. We
0: well, you never know, right? You never know.
1: Yeah. Well, I, so all I mean, this is is a quick problem, card. I guess. Huh? Yeah. They're interesting. I like the thoughts of of them doing them, and I like that you get to keep the cards. I think that's cool. Um, yeah, it's a cool little thing, but it is my my issue is whether or not it would be. Uh, how what the size is going to be right because it's basically (laughs) like a setup like you're looking at a card that's probably postcard style right so if you have a postcard style card no offense or anything but my kid is not set up for anything bigger than a playing card right so now it becomes that second bit of do i have to buy new screen protectors for it and do i have to you you get it
0: Yep. but cool. i like that
1: they're doing aces high i like that
0: yep and we can, will. i
1: a little less eh, about.
0: We will. We will probably do uh, um, an ASUS High thing here next month. So I know I said I have an epic. Damn it! I have an epic episode. I got to finish, and we'll have an ASUS High um, thing where we we actually play ASUS High. I, I I find it mm. fun. I, I'll just it's just getting the time together is is always been a drag yeah. for me. Um,
1: it's a good little format too.
0: The second thing that they they essentially announced is that they're going to have the droids you're looking for, which they basically said it's like uh, droids kick the can, and essentially you're going to get retrofitted concussion blasters to shoot at them and get them, another, to get them towards your ship so the tractor beams can pull the droids in. AMG did say they created this, so I am kind of excited that they created something. Um, a little yeah, bit at like, least so that does say they're still supporting the game i like that um i do like the fact that they are attempting to put something out there that's different <coughs> that's this is Chris being positive um i am not so you're, super you're excited just, by that like specific game going
1: right around it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just like i don't know like, yeah. it it doesn't make me super excited but i will tell you what if they do have this at a deck i'll play it I don't care. It costs me 10 bucks yeah. I'll buy in and I'll play it. I think it, right. it'll be a fun experience. Is it something I'm going to put on the table mm-hmm. every day? And no, um, Fine. is it something that I would play Sounds at my local though? Yeah, I would mm-hmm. play that at my local. We, we do, we, I go now go every Monday for a local, um, a local in store place. And, and if they adopted this and they're like, Hey, one week we're going to play this. I'd play it. I, I would a hundred percent play that. Yeah.
1: Now, That's interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, I, yeah, You'll play. Seems it. interesting. It's not as I mean, good as I, it's not like one of those like, yeah, I can't wait to play it. It just seems interesting. I'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah. The next thing I want to talk about that I am very excited about this, this, this hands down. in my personal opinion is one of the, the, one of the things I'm excited for. And I'll explain why in, in a second, they are going to create competitive play scenarios. As in, we're going to get a competitive play scenario. And no, I don't want to replace my dogfight. You know, let's get my ships versus your ship. I don't want to get rid of that. I still have fun with that. Because I enjoy the points building challenge. And I enjoy the list building challenges. All of that stuff comes from my card playing days. I like that. What I like even better is I'm going to have competitive scenario play where I'm going to have to take on another layer of a challenge to competitively play inside of there, right? Because we can all admit that not all of us are the best at dogfights. Not all of us are the best ace players. We have to pick which type of player we are. Now, they're going to add a new type of player into the mix for competitive scenarios. I like this, personally, on a competitive level, hands down. I think this is the most exciting thing they announced to me, Other than I was very excited about the Mando ship and unexcited that it's not going to be in anything but scum, but very excited that we're well, I got to make. I'm getting a Mando ship, but this here I, for, for me, like hands down, like I like, I like different challenges period. Like they are, that is some of the funnest things I find in other games. Um, and giving me other win conditions, other different things. This just becomes a different way to play it. And I think what it does is it introduces other players to a competitive circuit that may not be part of that. And then what does that mean? That's going to draw them into saying, well, Hey, if you like this, you know what? We, we run a 75 minute game over here. I'll teach you how to do this. And and I think this, I just really think it'll be a great, I think it'll be great for, for the team all over personally,
1: Matt, your thoughts. Interesting. Reminds me a little bit of Armada. Because uh, Armada also has scenarios when they play. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I, I see you're very passionate about it. To me, it's um, I it it's Droid Ball. Interesting. I don't know. I'll I'll give it a shot. I might I might absolutely love it. I may hate it terribly. I don't know. Uh, depends on the scenario. I would bet uh yeah i don't know i it's interesting to add another layer of complexity okay uh to add more things to do okay you know another way to win okay you know i mean there are some there are some advantages to it so i i, I don't see anything wrong with it per se especially if it's separate entirely right if it's just another way to win like this is the this is the scenario based one if you happen to be doing scenario based Win this price tree, or you're doing this other one. Price tree, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it was just no reason why you couldn't do more than one. So, yeah, more champions, I think, is better personally. So,
0: all right. So, the other thing that they admitted that they were doing is they're creating standard squad packs. Um, so this is different, right? Uh, they are gonna have a pilot with a standard loadout kind of like what we saw with the ALO one a little bit earlier. Um, the pilots will get different abilities and upgrades all in one card. They did admit the points will be cheaper and that they're going to allow it in standard com- and competitive play. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one as much because I like this building. So this is not... I I don't know. I'll tell you what. If you give me Darth Vader and the X1 with afterburners and fire control systems and he comes in five points cheaper than if i build it myself i'll take that every day of the week <laughs> go ahead give me kylo so, ren with um, you know like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what you would even put on kylo ren that would be a standard thing yeah i don't know what it what is the uh the the tech upgrade there you go give me that as a for tech nat- upgrade supernatural oh, well, yeah, super oh, no, no 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 i don't want that
1: that's a say. force upgrade. Super Kylo for five points cheaper? Sure. That. <laughs> well, there you go. I would immediately. Um, optics. I, thank I don't you. know. It's like, Opics, yeah, there you, go. I, you know, to me, it seems like it is actually the opposite of t- taking away options because you can still run the ship with the a- add ons, right? Like that's not a thing. Like you can still yep. do that. What this allows you to do, what this opens up to you, is the option to take some of those ships that you wouldn't necessarily, let's say, pretty much exactly how you'd fit out Joy off, for instance, right? Let's say that's two points cheaper, and that's exactly how you would would want to to fit her out. So, boom, you take that. Or uh, you might be able to get another ship that's normally not fittable, but because you have to maybe go with this, like, particular standardized setup you can still pull it and use it for the for the challenge. It, it to fit in points wise. I think it actually will add a few options for you. Um yep. I, I you may not use everything that's on the ship. It may not be ideal, but if you save a few points then and you're able to fit something you weren't able to fit before. I don't know. I think it's in an addition that might make the this building better. If that makes sense.
0: Don't give me joy rock off with delay fuses AMG. That's stupid as shit. Whoever thought of that and made that mistake, uh, you should you yeah. should have to fucking air next so week. Are they everything. owning
1: that, Chris? You know?
0: No. Nobody's owned that yet. No. I wish they did. I watched the final yeah. thing, yeah, the final ceremony or whatever, and nobody owned it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it, whatever. It is what yeah. it is. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm gonna give them shit for it because that's what I can do. Um and like that's Catherine cool. is
1: saying, too, there is optional, too, that you could possibly get some loadouts that actually have fittings you wouldn't normally be able to put on a ship, which I think would be kind of neat, because maybe there like is a, Defender, like, Darth hey, if you secret. add this. Right. And just adding the one, like, the only one they're letting you have, right, whatever that may happen advanced to be. Sensors. But that's kind of cool. Advanced Give me advanced
0: sensors, right sensors right on Darth yeah. Vader, Defender. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. Why? Why wouldn't you? Might as well. I mean, uh, why not?
0: All right. He's
1: not that viable,
0: anyway. Um. So, bad, yeah. I think. Uh, so anyway, they're gonna roll these out, uh and then they're gonna have these thing called battle packs, where I'm guessing they're gonna create some sort of a scenario where you buy it, play these specific That's loadouts, really cool. and they had something called Battle of Yarvin and Siege of Coruscant, and again when we talk about, so our podcast is not specifically all competitive play type stuff. Like, yes, I'm a competitive player, um, but it does not mean I don't enjoy all these other things. I will enjoy the battle of Yarvin and I will enjoy CJ Kurasan. I play Epic. So I, I like, I like that. They're taking on other things because the next thing that they said they're going to do is create a new campaign system, which I'm assuming is going to be like some sort of a legacy style system where you build your ships kind of like kind of like um uh that squadrons game that they had for EA you didn't get all the ships right away you had to play through the story. I don't actually have a problem with that. I think that's kind of a cool thing to do. Um I I like campaign systems. A little bit of,
1: uh, campaign of uh it really harkens me to Marvel um champions campaign system.
0: Yes. Yep. Which is created by FFG. But still I, I agree with you, Matt. I, I think they, they were talking about pilots growing. Some will die. Some will stay. You're going to have a living campaign, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to get basically a new pilot that you can use. And so the question is, is if I build a Darth Vader, that's amazing. Do I get to use them in competitive play? My guess is no, because that's going to be so hard to control. It wouldn't even be funny. But would it still be fun to play a, a campaign system? Yeah, like um, like the, the H-O-T-A-C. Exactly. Exactly like that. That is fun. I play, I've play. i played that once. Um, Heroes of Atari Cluster one time. And I know we said we'd do it on the show and we're going to. It's just I have to teach Matt and Charles how to play. And again, it's a time-constrained thing. So once winter comes and we can't go out and do anything, I think things, my time becomes a lot more free because when it's snowing, I don't leave my house very often. Um, anyway, so I think the new campaign systems are, are going to be a fun thing. And I could tell you, at least for locally, again, competitively, whatever, um but i think locally it'll be something we play quite a bit the last thing they said sure. they said is reprinting 1.0 ships long term project they don't have anything in the works specifically but they're going to reprint ships and relook at some of the 1.0 cards that they did not before i don't know i don't f- i'm personally not excited by it other than it would be nice to have an alpha star class you know in my fleet that i didn't have to pay 150 dollars for and no, I have not paid that. Awesome. <clears throat> I literally am ignoring that ship until it became, until FFG does something or AMG does something to lower the points so much that it's like super competitive, then I'm not going to spend that kind of money on that ship. Right. And yeah, 50 good, bucks I'm glad great. you all that's got
1: awesome. it. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I've touched one before. I've touched one. I've used it on a table once at, at Phil's house. But that's about it. Yeah, so hey, it ain't mine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you know, I mean, um, yeah. We'll get there.
0: I, so, it's yeah, good so, that they
1: reprint things. I always say reprint everything. Let everybody be able to play everything. I, I hate I hate not being able to get something because they didn't print it or you got to pay an extra amount of money because you had to get an upgrade kit or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just reprint it. Come on, guys. I mean, if you still have the ability to do it, just print them. Okay, if you want to do small batches, that's fine. Do a small batch. If you don't think anybody's going to be interested, fine. Then just do that and do an order only from your website. Whatever. yeah
0: and Print reprinting so some of these... It,
1: the price.
0: Yeah, reprinting some of these out-of-print chips, though, What well, you know what that does? That, that that basically our extended no longer is needed, right? Because things all become in the hyperspace and everything everybody has access to them. Then you can truly have hyperspace hyperspace, right? Mm. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, yes, so you're, Catherine, you are correct. They have confirmed that they have one more wave of FFG design ships for Q1 2022 wave releases. I don't know what those are. I, uh, we'll see. I, I don't, I just know that if it is the 1.0 stuff that they're redoing and it is an Alpha mm-hmm. Star class, I'm happy. So, that makes me happy. That actually will round out my Empire collection. I have every other damn Empire ship except for that one. Every ship. But we are Ever crazy to see, except for that you know,
1: one. Kind of more things come out with the Gauntlet Fighter and stuff like that. So my guess is, is there there may be another release of an of a, it's possible we even see a new ship. Who knows? Yeah.
0: So points update, they essentially are pushing it off till the end of the month. They did say, um, Plumber did say that they are doing a very, very um aggressive overhaul of the point system. We don't know what that means other than I'm guessing that they are not just doing points, right, for hyperspace, kind of like what FFG did to change the meta up. I'm guessing that the way he made it sound is they have genuinely, genuinely looked at all the different um, options, which, Matt, that might be good for us if our TIE fighters all go down. I will happily put an Empire TIE, tie Swarm on the board. I did it last last Thursday against Charles with that hunting season. It didn't go as well as I thought it would, but it is fun to in-person play TIE Fighters, and it would be even funner to play that against like some, an X-Wing squad or something like that. I, I would do that <clears throat> if they lowered some TIE Fighter points.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a pretty big rework. Uh, I'm curious about the size of the rework on this. I'm not going to lie. It is going to be interesting. Navi makes a very good point. With the rules changes, I do see a pretty big Chance that there might be some issues. So, the changing them both hand in hand is a good idea. I'm curious what they'll do, and there's a lot of, and I, I'm just really weird with points. So, I'm excited that they're doing a rework, but I'm also worried that they're doing a rework because uh, to me, it's like it's pretty working pretty well. You do have some stuff that's a little bit overpowered and stuff like that, but I don't know. We're but, still I'm, but I'm new basically trying show up to say,
0: and top butt. So, you know, yeah. it's it's not as stale other than Xan. No. I hate saying no. that, just, honestly. But yeah.
1: Balancing. I'm hoping they balance. That's all I'm trying to say is, is I hope that they've really worked hard on their balance. If they're going to change and do a bunch of points rework and work on that, which, you know, more power to them. It's their game now, and if they see ships that are, like, way underpowered or they want to change dynamically how the game is played... That's fine, but I just really hope that they have worked because there's a lot of work that went into uh, doing the work for this and lots and lots of people's time and effort and a lot of gameplay experience. But these points have been hard hard put upon. I mean, it's not like they have been just immediately put in there or anything like that. It is something that people have scrutinized and, well, I mean, <laughs> everything from, you know complained cried cheered you understand what i'm saying it's like there's yep. been a lot of power put into these
0: yep and the answer is no PsychJ. i don't i don't personally think we're going to see an emergency points update unless they don't release something in september um the to answer your question if they screw something up i think it kind of depends on when they start sending circuits kits out ffg refused to make updates and change things because they couldn't acknowledge TTS, they couldn't acknowledge GSP tournaments, blah, 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 blah. AMG seems to be more open to it. So you are correct. I'm I would say there's a 60% chance. There you go. That's what I would say. If they F up, there's a 60% chance we'll see something in a month get changed. But I don't know because I'm not I'm not a play tester. So like I'm not part of that group. I have no idea what they do. Um so it's really hard for me to say if there is, I do know one person kind of know that person that is a play tester. So, um, I guess I could always ask the question, but you know, I, I I think the big thing becomes is that I, I give it a 60% chance that if they screw up here in September, that we'll get something in October, 60% chance. I guess, I guess
1: to me, it was, it's a, it's a hope, right? It's like, I'm going to say that if they do, If I do see that they did make a, you know, Nantex-esque blunder, if you will, where basically it completely lopsides the game, my thing will be how quickly they do respond to that. So, that for me, actually, is kind of one of those, like, test points, if you will, even though it couldn't exist, FFG did its darndest to, like, ignore the fact that TTS existed, they still put out a repair, even if it wasn't necessarily an emergency one, it still was put out. So I'm wondering if we, you know, because like we talked about earlier, AMG actually has a little bit more of a recognition of the TTS and online play. So I'm wondering if they wouldn't be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, especially as this is kind of like their first thing, you know.
0: Yep. So now there's some core rules updates that we're going to go over. And then we'll we'll close the episode out after that. They have three big changes. Um, One of them, I think, is an overrated change that is not really as big of a deal personally. Um, The other two are pretty big. One, the first one is game length is changing. The second one is they're removing the bid system and creating deficit scoring. The third is they're creating a band and restricted list. Now, to answer your question, PsychJ, like if we talk about banned and restricted lists and things like that, when you have those in place, you can fix certain things faster without a points update. And 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 I'm gonna give an example here because I I and I wanna talk about this specifically just because of the pure fact that in Star Wars Destiny, this was a thing. So we when and, and I think I told talked about this on Thursday and Matt will attest to his despise despising of droids. Matt hated droids before the Mandalorian existed. Just so everybody knows, Matt was the original droid hater. In Star Wars Destiny,
1: I left they, my helmet. The, this Mando here. You need, you need a Mando right. helmet. Yes.
0: In in hmm. in Destiny, what they did is they created these these cars that had synergy. It was Chopper and R two D two and C-3PO. They were different colors. So in Destiny, you had different colors, kind of like way different factions, right? The more colors you can bring into your squad, the more access you had to really good upgrades, like really good. And what would happen is, because you could bring all three colors and they all fit, you could bring all of these uh, upgrades from everything that was on your hero side and neutral side into this. So gray, yellow, blue, and red. What would happen is... Um, you there's these cards that would allow you to activate your R2-D2. He rolls his dice out. He then gets to fix one of his dice to any side if he spots C-3PO. Then, because it's an ambush event, you could then activate another character. You could then activate C-3PO, which then allows you to again fix your dice on top of resolving a dice and enhancing that dice thing. So if R2-D2's got a lightsaber on that's worth four hit points he rolls it out he fixes it to the four see 3PO rolls out and allows you to fix another dice and then resolve resolve your four for a five and so if you have like a 10 point character you just have the character in one turn before anybody could respond and and so anyway long story short is when we talk about banned and restricted lists which i think is the most i think that that's that for me this is the most normal change to the game that they could make it allows them to all of a sudden go, oops, we effed up. So FFG did that when Destiny had that. that. That combo was so oppressive. And they were at Gen Con, and boom, it went down. And then the next event that they had, I don't remember where it was, but boom, it went down. Worlds, boom. You just It had all these things. So what they did is they put on the restricted list C-3PO and R2-D2. You could just no longer run the two of them at the same time. Even though it's how they designed them, <coughs> you could not run them at the same time together. So if we get a Nantex, you know, thing, they could all of a sudden put Nantex on there and put a two pip on there. Boom. Done. Don't gotta fix the points. We don't gotta do anything. Two Nantex at 35 points are probably still oppressive, but not as oppressive as six of them fully loaded out. Right. <laughs> Period. <laughs> just, just hands down. Yeah. That's how they fi- That's how you can fix it. That's why banded restricted lists, in my opinion, help the community so much. And with them saying <coughs> excuse me, we're going to get rid of um, when they team up things, catch fire. Damn it, Nobby. Now you're throwing me off. But when when you have these things and, and people talk about how do I get this information, if AMG wants to get better at what they do, they need to have a goddamn you know site that they have our information on that's very easily accessible, which they claim they, they're working on. So I think that the best thing <coughs> that came out of the, the rules changes was abandoned restricted list, personally. I like that. Matt, your thoughts
1: on the rule change or the banned restricted list? Which one do you want to go on? Are we going to do the banned list later, or are we just talking about points change? Where are we at? No,
0: go ahead and talk about banned and restricted list. We're done with points changes. Yeah. I don't want to talk um, about what points changes are going to come in two weeks. We already did that two weeks ago. Right, right, yeah, okay,
1: gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, I do like the restricted uh, list. Actually, I think that it'll be useful. I As I was talking on uh, Thursday, which for people who missed our stream. It's about to me basically being able to add things back that were taken away that could then be used for table play, non competitive play. That is uh, stuff that's more fun. Like, for instance, a crew slot back onto the fire spray. Put the fire spray on the, on a lounge, you know, you can't ever fly, give it a crew slot back, done. Right. So now you're able to do, you're able to do all those. Things that you could do with the fire spray before, but you know, now you can't fly it ever in a tournament, it's so big whoops, you know what I mean? But at least it has the ability to have what it had back. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with an abandoned restricted list to me because I don't play competitive, so
0: <laughs> there you go. It works for Matt. There you go. <clears throat> if Matt says it works, it works for everybody. Well, I, sure.
1: right, I don't that's know. how that works, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Um yeah. I, I I just like it and I just given how our gameplay works. Um given how our gameplay works, I genuinely think that this kid, the a minimum of restricted restrictive list is a huge benefit in, in in the long run. And yeah, it, it does save reprints. like I have a I have destiny cards that are no longer legal in their current form hence the droids you know they've been nerfed to such an extinction it's not even funny and I like restricted and banless so much better than I like erratas I do not like erratas I do not care for erratas as often it's 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 a thing that that always uh, gives me pause and I have a harder time with those personally
1: I feel if the mistakes made you should errata it but there's nothing saying the size of the of the ban list too either right guys we're not saying like the ban list is going to be 100 chips long right there's it could be literally one thing in there right guys so you know not, not I don't think it's anything to be concerned about until it's something to be concerned about
0: yeah I don't either so <clears throat> I'm all for it I'm i am I think it's a positive step forward, and I will I will hesitantly see what they do from there. Yeah. So the next thing that they did, which is the game length changing, um, That's I this is different. They're cool. now saying no, you are no longer going to have um, you're no longer going to have a game that ends in complete. Obliteration, right? It's gonna be a twelve-round game, or if you're playing casually, you can have a nine-round game or a fifteen-round game, whatever floats your boat. Um, at first I was a little confused because I play—I've never played anything but seventy-five minutes ever, ever, ever in my life. Like ever since I started playing X-wing, we've always played seventy-five minutes. It's not even been a question. Like we just assumed that was a normal rule. But I guess uh, John actually came back to me. He's like, "No, Chris, you need to go read the original rules." And I went back to the original rules, and they changed them. Essentially, they say until you destroy the other side. Well, when you only have one or two Tie Fighters or one or two X Wings on the board, absolutely sure, whatever—that's easy to. You'll, you'll be destroyed in under an hour. Somebody will probably the the Tie Fighters because they suck. Right. Um. The the idea though is they're just changing this for the game rules. They're just making a clarification. FFG should have made years and years and years ago. Even if they just said it's a seventy-five minute round. They officially, on that day, they officially, I watched their the end of the thing, they officially said this will not affect competitive events at all. Not at all. This is for casual games to make casual games more logical. Hence, yeah. their goal is to bring more people in the game Perfect. to play casually, you know, which hopefully in our world means more people will play competitively. <clears throat> but they're going to leave tournament time up to the organizer um, mm-hmm. uh, of the event. Good. And they're going to officially probably give a recommendation of the 75 minutes like they had before. Now, yeah. with that being said, Matt and Charles played a game on Thursday and Charles counted the rounds. And I think in 75 minutes, there was 13 rounds roughly. Like that. Yeah. So 12 round, 11 to 12 rounds is 75 minutes. That's fine. Unless you're playing against Chris as a droid player and you have droids and we're doing a mirror match, then it could take a little bit longer. Though I am getting better at setting my dials very fast, after you play enough GSP tournaments, you have to set seven dials, and somebody gets pissed at you after a little bit. So right. you don't you don't get to take forever. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I, I, to me, it's a good you know good rule. If it, it, and as it's already been in there, right? So people who do the runaround for the entire game, technically, it's not going to last until they finally get back in and kill stuff. So I guess it uh, adds a bonus to those people who want to run away. Uh, you now have a limit of only 12 rounds, so you don't have to run away indefinitely. You can uh, <laughs> run around for only 12 turns.
0: Now, that leads us into the biggest change that they announced. Yes, sir. They are getting rid of the bid system, and on top of that, <clears throat> they are going to deficit scoring as well. So mm-hmm. let's clarify real quickly what each of these are. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to give Matt the floor for a few minutes to talk about both of them because I want Matt I want Matt's take on both of them, um, be, especially because Matt is more of my in-between player when it comes to this. Matt does some competitive, some judging, and some casual play. So Matt's, Matt fits that, that round circuit of people. So they're going to get rid of bids and essentially say that it's going to be, they are somehow going to randomly determine who becomes first player. They did not indicate that first player would be basically a roll of the dice.
1: Yeah,
0: They did not say whether it would be every round first player changes. Right. Um, they just said that it's going to be randomly determined. They also said the bid deficit is essentially if you come into the game with, um, like Matt was saying, ace play, they come into the game with missing 25 points. The other team immediately scores those 25 points. You no longer have to kill them off to get the 25 points. You get them. So, Matt, you get three minutes. What's your thoughts? You can have, you got five minutes. Uh, I'll give you five minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the
1: deficit points, that's not even a thing, really. Once you remove the initiative, uh, like a bidding system, you really don't need to actually worry about the deficit points, right? So let, let, let's just first and foremost take that off, right? Everybody's going to sit here and, you know, y- it's basically the one change, right? Once you learn that you no longer have an initiative mattered by, you know, what kind of bid you take, you no longer really care because everybody's going to bring 200 points or near that. I mean, why wouldn't you, there's literally no reason to do it unless you want to, of course, point fortress, which is a different thing entirely. And if you're really just trying to point fortress, I don't think that that's how the game was intended to play in the first place, which might get me some scorn in the, in the chat, which, you know, I'll take it, whatever it may happen to be. But to me, it's more the first rule change—the the the fact that there's not a bid system where you can definitely do it—that's uh, where the real thing is. So there isn't really a need to do both yet. But I will say though, it does stop people from doing the hit and run kind of tactic a little bit to kind of fortress the points. So it does kind of force more, a little bit more of an engagement. As opposed to, um, you know, the the hit and run kind of tactic. Which, again, we've had our discussions about this. So that's that. I think a minor there would be not that big a deal. Uh, so if you do have like a three point deficit, whatever. Okay, so that's that bit of it. Now, the p- the piece that everybody really does care about is is the is the the first player change, right? As we are. Going into this, I'm curious whether or not they oscillate first player, which would give some ace tactics still allowed. I'm curious what they'll do to rules and points. I know that the initial, especially for a lot of ace players out there, um, John, I one of our you know common uh co hosts on here, or at least somewhat common co hosts, is really not a big fan of it. I see his point of it, too, where it's more of a you know I mean, it's kind of takes up heart a portion of the gameplay, but I'm curious as to how they intend to compensate, right, because aces still exist, so there is not saying that if it's gonna. it's it's been stated that the order player doesn't change during the... Oh, okay. So, they are not going to oscillate. Okay. Uh, Again, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm, I guess... Let's see here. I played aces. I know how hard it is to play aces when you have to go second. Uh, So, it does add definitely a a degree of difficulty. Um, (laughs) It does, I think... In this particular format, if they've not changed the format in any way, shape, or form, I believe that we might see a pretty big change. But if they change the rules, and if they change the points, and we'll see how they they are with who gets to be first player, they haven't told us how you're determining first player, really. Uh, they haven't told us a lot of stuff, and they haven't told us the points. So... I uh, you know I I don't know. I it's really like this state where I'm just kind of going I see why people are upset. I personally would probably be upset too, but an initiative 6 pilot is always going to have higher initiative than people who fly 4s or 5s, right? So you're basically you're rolling up against another ace player. So That's kind of one of my things, right? So, yeah, if I'm running a 666 setup and you're running, you know, a a swarm, it doesn't matter who has initiative, right? I'm always going to be higher than your your droid swarm. It's just the way it's going to be. Now, if we both have decided, me and Chris, for instance, we both decide to bring 666 aces, well then it becomes an issue, right? And we would be bidding against each other nonstop. We would have been, you know, who got the higher bid, who got the less stuff. Now we're both going to come with, you know, a similar 200-point list. And then is it really just going to come down to who gets first player? Well, maybe uh, Chris is especially good at, at blocking, and he wants to go first anyways or instead of going second. So maybe he ends up having to go second, so I get to go first and block him You get what I'm saying. So there it is, very rambling, very disjointed, but basically holding out hope, want to see if it actually does affect things as much as some people are are worried it will. I have not been playing long enough to give the best response to that, but my thought is, is that I'm willing to see how they enact it before I get too upset about it, but I do think it is going to be an impact on the game and an impact on the gameplay of the game. So in my world, and I have
0: similar take to Matt, but a little bit different, right? So with deficit scoring, I think there's two, two, there's two things I have an issue. I have an issue with, I like the deficit scoring actually quite a bit. And I disagree, John with you if you want to points fortress and come in at 180 points with two ships and run away, you should give me the 20 points, right? Because it it solves some of that that probability issues, right? And and no, I th- Oop, I just lost Matt. There he is. Anyway, I um I think on my side that allowing the problem I have with deficit scoring, so I have two two issues, right? One, the problem I have is if you are taking a very deep bid, you should be have to give some of those points back. For somebody taking a bit of like one to three or one to five even, I don't care, right? Really, for me, there's that five points should not make the game in that big of a difference. But I do think that it will make a difference depending on how people play. What AMG is trying to do is going and saying, okay, here you go. Let's force to change up in how we we play these ships. So for me, the deficit scoring is going to force a lot of people to bring inopportune upgrades. But let me state where I get positive about it a little bit, right? If we do both of these things in tandem, we get rid of the bid and I know I haven't addressed that, but if we get rid of the bid and go to randomize first player and have deficit scoring, who's to say we can't drop the price on certain upgrades? Think. If I can have students here fell. With a shield and a hull upgrade, boom! There you go. Oh, give me stealth device and a shield upgrade. Thank you very much. And and right now, those are eight points. If I get rid of a bid system, and I'm saying, okay, I have to figure out how to counteract uh, my soon here fell. And I, I know people are saying, oh my god, soons here fell. You know, like is he's going to be one of the bigger hitters because if he goes second or first, he could possibly die easier. That is very fair. But if I'm going against all aces and everybody's going all in on Suitier Fail, I should have at least one to two other ships that can come in behind them and mop up the mess. If everybody goes all in on one ship and pops them, there you go. But if I can reduce that cost of a stealth upgrade on an Interceptor, or the the, the stealth device on an Interceptor, and yes, I will tell you right now, currently, I am running Darth Vader, Suitier fell, and Sienna Re. Both of them have stealth devices on them, and again, Even in (coughs) facing another ace minus the stupid crit blaster Anakin or Obi, minus the guys that can get behind you, which if they get behind me anyway, I'm screwed. Minus that I have had decent success with stealth upgrade. Now, if I drop that points down to four points and can fit that and a, a shield upgrade or a hull upgrade, I mean, come on, like. Again, I get the fear. I understand the logic of not wanting to give up those points. But the problem I have is that we have to be very careful because this opens up such an opportunity, in my opinion, on points changes. It makes things so much simpler. Now, let's talk about the bid system. Why I hate the bid system. I hate it. I think it's stupid. I disagree with it. Um, I guess I wouldn't mind if we wanted a five-point bid system, I guess. I do not like this deep bidding just for aces because what it does is it say basically takes that format and says, well, these ships now become our only viable because they get to go second. If that's the case, that ship's designed wrong. We're running those ships wrong. That's what it is. And I'm telling you, I'm running a six-six-six list with a very minimal bid and seeing success with it. And the problem I have with the bidding is, is I get, and again, I played those V ones, and I constantly went second and won tournament with them. And I'll tell you what: after the third round, I figured out don't go second with V ones because you don't get your repositions when you're playing a mirror match. They block you. They they screwed me because <laughs> they can move the same that I can. Um, again, I run droid swarms and I don't run bids with them. So so to me, the reason I like the, the randomness of it, and and I and I guess. In Destiny, and I'm going to go back to Destiny because that's the game I came from. In Destiny, we didn't have randomness to the bid, but it was a lot different. What we had, and this is how they do it, right? I'm going to explain real quickly how they do it. If you each got two characters, let's say, and you, you get two main dice, this is without putting upgrades out or anything else, you just have your main dice. You take your main dice and you roll them. Whatever the numbers on them equal is whoever would determine who went first. So if Matt and I were playing... Darth Maul, which was a possibility, and so we played Darth Maul and Anakin, a Dark Anakin, right? And he was 11 points, and Maul was 19. They each had two dice. What I would do is take my four dice, roll them on the table. Um, Maul had two specials, and then three sides that had lightsabers on them, and then had a blank side. And my Anakin had a a blank side, a special—I don't remember all of it—but it, it, they and then like a two and a one lightsaber and a one money, right? And so what happened is if I rolled out and let's say man and I are in a mirror match and I roll mine out and I get the two threes for Darth Maul, which is one in six probability on each dice, I scored six points plus whatever else. If I rolled the specials that were worth zero points, I got nothing. Now when I played the game, those specials are insane. Those specials are really good on Darth Maul in Destiny. <laughs> right? But then, yeah, exactly, uh, Phoenix Fire is exactly like a, a reverse final cell to some extent. And that's the same thing I had with you know, like, again, if Matt rolled all specials and blanks, Matt didn't get to choose whether he went first. It was somewhat random. So then you were forced to pick between, do you want to have more dice to roll off with first, or do you want to have a better combo that that matters because again, if we go back to where whichever ship moves first, and that's the only way that list wins, we should probably relook at how we're playing X Wing and talk about it in a different manner. And that's that's my take. I'm excited by the re- the, the, the the elimination of the bidding, a hundred percent. I am not s- as excited about deficit scoring only because I think there's issues they haven't flushed out. I could be wrong, but I don't think they flushed out the issues of the reverse. You know, like. I I should not have to take a delayed fuses on a Joy Wreck-Off or a munitions failsafe on a Joy Wreck-Off just to hit 200 points. I shouldn't have to do that. Um, And I think maybe if they had gone kind of anywhere between the two, we probably would see, see what it is. Now, John in the chat, who decided not to join us tonight to talk his piece, said his main issue is that the bids are an effective tool for reducing variance, and this takes that tool away. I agree and disagree with you. I agree with you that it reduces, that the, that this helps reduce variance. We also are playing a game that is not supposed to be extremely varied, or, or is supposed to be varied and not super structured to the point where we know when we sit down, we're going to win or lose. Right. It, this The game has to have a talent aspect to it, or there's no point in playing it. Now, I will tell you, if I sit down with three aces and I'm playing a droid swarm, and it was able to eliminate me sight unseen because of the fact that I didn't get to go second. Fine. Okay, we could talk about that. But th- that talks about the ill design of some of the pilots that they have, and the mechan- The fact that AMG is saying, "Well, we might think there could be a better mechanic here, and we would like you to listen and be open about this." And I can tell you, I know. Like I said, I know one somebody that has been doing some play testing. This is something that they have done. They they didn't just say we're going to do this because we did this in our other game. Mm-hmm. I, I know I get twitchy. I get your point. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm going fast and trying to make a a, a point to the to, to to it. I'm just saying is one list should not be able to be eliminated because it moves first or second. If it is that type of a list, we we need to go back and say, you need to come back and tell me how many ships and things it's going to actually eliminate and tell me what my statistics and ratio probability of that is. Not you, but people need to do that before I start to get concerned by removing that bid.
1: And I guess here's another thing, and I know that you've been talking a lot, but here's the thing, though. When you, the, Really, and I'm going to reiterate this fact, guys, we're really worried about aces versus aces right? That's really where the concern comes in, right? Or you're saying, yes, again, moving first with droids. But moving second, like, you're basically talking droid swarm on droid swarm, right? You're about the initiative, right? So if it's one, and if you go with another droid swarm, and you're taking a bid because you want to go first with your droid swarm, well, if you're up against another droid swarm, who also would think the same exact way. There's nothing saying that you guys didn't take the same bid. And if you're all three if you like you're up against your opponent, Chris and I are both running Aces. There's nothing saying that Chris didn't bring the exact same bid. What we're what they're saying basically is is that we're assuming that everybody's building a list of 200. Now, once you take that out of a thing, then you're basically just saying this is just one more way that they're trying to, to play the game. It's, it's one yeah. more way of saying you're bringing 200 points. So if Chris and I both bought 187, for instance, to a tournament, and we were both running aces, it wouldn't matter if we both had 200 lists, right? But let's say you are an ace player, and you come up against a droid swarm, right? Right. What would your list have been if you were running aces and wanted a bid? 187, right? So you took away 13 points worth of tools. Now you can sit at the table. You're going to go first or second. It doesn't matter. You're all sixes versus all ones. You have 13 points more tools to fight that droid swarm. It can actually, it could actually be, you can take two out maneuvers, right? 13 points is two out maneuvers. That's huge, guys. Two out maneuvers on two aces against a droid swarm. Now, instead of running, rolling three dice or two dice on, mm. on a droid, he only can roll one. one. That's a big deal. So there is some mm. advantage to this.
0: All right. So, <clears throat> Nabi, I'm going to address your question. I'm going to 100% address your, your statement. The problem is the mirrors. So, fine. Let's talk about mirrors, right? And they're now going to be determined about a dice roll. Again, I'm going to go back to Star Wars Destiny. It was not killed off because the game sucked. It was killed off because FFG sucks ass at running a game. I'm going to be frank about that, and we can have a whole discussion about that after the show if anybody wants to. But in in that distinction, when I ran Mirrors, literally, literally, it was the exact same thing. And I could tell you this. So I'll give you an example. The last um, cut I made in Destiny before the pandemic... I ran an Ewok Swarm and es- essentially that's what it's called an Ewok Swarm. I ran six Ewoks and like one um rebel trader or rebel uh, rebel guy some I don't know whatever. They were all very low pointed. Basically, they have no dice. I rotate the card, I do one damage. Period. It's not even a question asked. It's a burn deck is what they is what we called it, right? And if I ran up to another Ewok Swarm it was literally a roll-off to see who went first. And you're right. It made it so that you did not want to play mirror games. Where the advantage comes in is the fact that because we get these we won't... At, what they're hoping to see is a removal of mirror matches. Because if Matt and I both have Zango, uh, Zam Django and we're playing against each other and I'm at 198 and he's at 180 and he goes first, he's going to win. And so the idea is, is... Zamjango, let's let the mirror matches just be freaking ties. Let's let them be toss ups. Let's say what is Zang, Zang, Zam Django gonna do to everybody else, and then we go and adjust points from there. Because if Zam Django is that aggressive in the meta, can't handle anything else, and the only thing it has to worry about is 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 mirror matches, we're done. Let's mm-hmm. let that be. Who cares? Hey, guess what? You maybe you shouldn't have ran a meta list. Maybe we should open up the the ability to have these things and creating this arrival so you don't have to have mirrors and competitive things is huge in my opinion is big because in Destiny it forced us to think outside of the box it forced us to find other things and other combinations to put in there creating a bigger advantage for list building a bigger advantage for list building we didn't have a Bulba meta right and when we had a droids meta in Destiny you know what happened shit got banned shit got put on the restricted list. There you go. 100%. That's what happened. Right. That fixed it. Then when I ran against another droid and I had the roll-off, look, then it's who can be the better player. One player makes a mistake in a droid off in Destiny. Guess what? The other player wins. And you know how many times this guy made mistakes in a droid off? A lot. <laughs> a lot of times I lost the damn competition because of because of one damn mistake. And that's the same way it should be with aces. If I'm flying two mirror matches, and again, it doesn't matter. Droid swarms, these things, that. People are human. We will make mistakes. Ask Matt. Matt makes yeah. lots of them.
1: Awesome. <laughs> and, yeah. And, but, I, I want to, real quick, I know what you're saying too, but I did want to kind of point like what you got going on here. So what he's saying, and this is like a lot of what you guys are saying in chat, right? What about Boba's race to the bottom? What about the Nantex race to the bottom? What was the problem there? It was not like it was having to go second against its mirror, right? So, the race to the bottom should not the the warning klaxon should go off when it becomes a race to the bottom right guys that's what we're trying to say so is if we're trying to get this into an ability where you're actually uh, able to get Your points down, we've done something wrong. So that's where we have the ban list. That's where we have the other thing. I'm not trying to say that this is the way it is, but this is the way we all hope, right? We're hoping that they will be on top of the points enough to notice that there's going to be this race to the bottom. Damn, five extra points on these Nantex, Like, right? If you see these crazy things, oh, we must have made a mistake. You know, trickle the points back up, put it on a ban list for a little while, figure things out. Whatever it may happen to be, I'm just saying. It's just a thought.
0: Yep. And I, I get, I get the hesitancy, and maybe I'll, I'll be honest and and just open here. Maybe it's easier for me because I've been playing this game for a year and a half. Well, actually, it's almost October, so I'm a year and three quarters into this game. Right. It might be easier for me to accept the change because of the other competitive games I've come from, yeah. and because I have not played this game for two years, and I don't want to right. be dismissive to anybody that has right. played this game for a long time and mm. under and has seen more than I have. I don't want to be dismissive. All I'm asking is right. I want, let's be open about it. And I'll tell you what mm. we have Thursday nights. We can run games. If people want to start running new rules right now, based on mm. what they've told us. And we want to test this out. Let's do it. We can take this data back and give it to FFG. I can send it to the person I know that's doing play testing. We can send it to people and AMG is, to some extent, listening. They are, to some extent, listening. And I will tell you, if we would like to do this, that is fine. And I'll contact Dion. Maybe Dion wants to do it, too. Again, I think this will help put people's fears at ease. I'm hoping that this change happens in September, honestly, so that the next GSP tournament in October, I can just use the new rules and feel better about it. Especially because I have a five tie mm-hmm. whisper list that I'm hoping will may be able to be uh, used on TTS because I don't want to buy five tie whispers, so <laughs> I want to be able to play mm-hmm. it on TTS and win. But, um, I don't know. So I, I get the hesitancy. I get this. I, I don't disagree that that we should all be very cautious to some extent of why. But I w- I w- want to say I don't. Me personally, removing that bidding system doesn't. I don't think is as big of a detriment to the game. And I think what it's doing is forcing people to look at how we play different lists and doing it differently. And I'll be tell you what, I didn't like playing against the Zamgo Mirror when I played my GSP event. I didn't like doing it. It sucked. So it'd be happy, be happy when we don't have to play that anymore. Or as yeah. much. All
1: right. Yeah. The last thing and we're gonna I, do yeah. it, really quick when it to too. Yep. Same here. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to down you. I've been playing the amount of time. I'm just hopeful that they'll make the points around it. I'm hopeful that they'll figure the rules out around it so that it isn't as big a detriment as people are worried about. I'm just wanted to say that if you are worried about it, I'm not, I don't want to belittle your worry. Let's just hope together that we are going to be able to, to, to have it be all right. Right. Anyway, yep. Sorry.
0: And if Naboo's, Naboo's uh, see play again, I agree with you Twitchy. I will be very happy by that actually. <clears throat> I like that Naboo ship a lot. I really do. I own 3 of them and I've only put them on the table once. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Naboo swarms. Yep. Naboo swarms. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. New meta. <laughs> Naboo meta. It's a Naboo meta. There you go. Okay. So as we close up the show, I wanted to uh, I wanted to kind of go around. I guess it's only me and Matt this time, but what I wanted to do is, and, and I'll give off Charles, and, and I got John's hot takes as well, and I'm going to read oh. through both of theirs first real quick, and then I'm going to get Matt's hot takes. And what I want to do is I want to talk about, what or I want to give a short answer to what is the best thing that came out of this, what are we willing to try, what did we not like about it, and what gives us pause, right? And so I'm going to start with Charles. Charles is excited about more scum. He thinks that's the best thing that came out of this is he's getting more scum both in a gauntlet fighter and in a Mando ship. And he made sure he rubbed it into me that said, I only bought the expansion pack and I'm buying into scum so I can play Mando now. Um, And only 50% of that is true. I'll let you pick which is true. He's uh, willing to try new pre-built because it's going to allow him to play other factions and other ships that he's never really been able to play before. And it's going to give him that ability to not have to become the best player in that faction or wor- or worry about meta listing or um, any of that stuff. He's going to just be able to pick something up and say, somebody told me this is really good. I'm going to play it. Um, <clears throat> the next thing is he did not like the focus on scenario play. He'll try it, but uh, he's not as excited about that. He said nothing gives him pause. He's very excited about the game. Now, our buddy John... Let me know that he is extremely excited. He thinks the best thing is that they have a long-term development commitment towards the game. Um, and Wilshick basically said his goal is to be able to hand it over to somebody else when he retires. Um, so I think he thinks that he says that is extremely exciting. That they are creating OP scenarios, um, all sorts of different future things, and they actually gave us a taste of what's coming in the future. He's willing to try competitive scenarios, and you're damn right, John. You have to try them because we live by each other, buddy, and I am going to 100% be playing competitive scenarios, and I'll need somebody to uh, help uh, help me get better. We'll just put it that way. Um, he, is, he did not like the changes implementing both random player and deficit scoring. Essentially, he believes that removing the bid... Um, hurts the first player if you he's system phase in the chat so you can go through our chat and see all his uh, commentations on this. Um, he believes moving second is very critical and bidding would give them the need the needed order ninety percent of the time. Reducing that to fifty percent is harmful to those players. Um, he believes it's removing a top tool uh, for competitive top players and the flat line will be a lot harder. He said, "What gave him pause is that apparently um, they have a desire to limit list building. Uh, he believes that uh, standardized lists and standardized or standardized builds, um, some of the scenario building, pre-built squads, a lot of that, getting, and getting rid of the bid change, is a limit to list building. Um, he believes that is where the um, the where he is having the biggest issue." And his example is he does not want to show up to a competitive Yarvin event and have the whole list built for him. I agree, actually, with that. I would not want that either.
1: Matt. Killing me with Yarvin, dude. It's Yavin, bro.
0: Yavin. Did I say Yarvin? Seriously?
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> it's my mix of Garvin and Yarvin.
1: Um, yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: Yavin and Garvin. I'm fading real
1: yeah, fast here. So uh, <laughs> uh, my uh, best is I think the scenario is actually going to be fun. You know, I mean, it's just funny because John just talked about how much he didn't want to do it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that especially if you're doing like maybe the same team kind of things where you're like you and your buddy both can run, you know, with the same, you know, rebel list trying to destroy a Death Star, sounds kind of fun. Uh, you know, kind of cool on that. We'll try. Uh, the major points change in coming, uh, I'll give it a shot. Um, I'm hoping that they do the, uh, points right. And, that they're, uh, they're, uh, little bit, uh, you know, uh, they do it wisely. So, like I said, I'm always worried that they're going to overcompensate. And if you do that, I always think that if you do overcompensate, sometimes you end up with like these crazy lopsided things Nantex, for instance, I despised how, how powerful that was right it was almost like you either joined them or you just lost to them so it was it was not the most fun for me that actually is where I stopped playing competitive so um I did not like the game change and length uh because I was worried about the 12 turns but Clarice clarified for me so thank you Chris uh no longer worried so you know less dislike there so that's good uh gives me pause is the, the ban list. I'm not sure what is happening there and what they intend to do there. Uh, that is more really, again, like I say, for other people uh, than myself because I don't really play competitive, so it's not as uh, important to me. So, yeah.
0: All right. <clears throat> so for me, the best thing that came out of this was them removing the bid and competitive scenarios. So I'm just going to say I get two of them because I host the show. So I'm just going to say I get two of them. I really like the competitive scenario idea. I really do like it. I will tell you I don't like it if they're going to make me use pre-built pilots though. But I do like the fact that give me a competitive scenario, let me find the best way to win this and practice with it. I like that. I love the bidding. If you hadn't figured that out, getting rid of that is one of my new favorite things. So, I that's a hill I'm probably willing to die on, um, pretty aggressively. Even being a little bit newer of a player, I'm still pretty I'm pretty sold on on getting rid of that bid. I guess I will be tentative and say if they do something dumb um, with how we determine first player and it's not as random as we thought it is, then all they did is just change the mechanic, and I think that's silly. I don't know if I agree with them why they did. I don't actually probably agree with the reason AMG did it. I don't think AMG did it for competitive play. I'll be honest. I think that they did it for casual play. I like it for competitive play, though, personally. But I don't know if I'll give AMG that credit at this point. They haven't shown to, to deal with it. Um, what, I, what I'm what i willing to try is standard squad packs, uh, some of the standard pre-builds, some of the standard pilots. I am willing to try that. I will try the scenarios. That's not even a question. The pre-built pilots and all that, I will try those. I'm not as like super excited about them. I will try them um, because the next point I have is the thing I don't like is pre-built lists. I really don't like you telling me how to build the list um, pre-built pilots but I will try them again if you give me an optimal Darth Vader or if you give me something I've just never thought of and give me a lower point I do admit I will try them because I think that it will add a new list building challenge to the game what I am not excited about or what I really didn't like is if it doesn't actually add anything and the only reason I will be okay with it is if it helps newer players get into competitive play because that just means there's a bigger competitive pool out there for us to play with that's, that's what I will mm-hmm. say Now, I'm going to give the hot take of the night, and this is definitely a hot take. Um, What gives me pause is the fact that everything that they announced, every effing thing they announced had nothing to do with new ships. Nothing. No new development on ships. They just say they're developing them. We got no taste of what they're developing, what what type of ships we could be getting in the future. I get it's an 18 to 24 month window. I don't care. I I don't, either they're not developing something or they are. What gives me pause, and this is why I say it gives me pause, is because of the pure fact that we heard about them focusing their time on scenario play, focusing their time on competitive scenario play, giving us squadron packs, giving us pre-built pilots we already have. AMG, when am I going to get an actual new, when are you going to tell me what new ship I'm going to get? When am I going to get the Bad Batch ship? There you go. How about a Bad Batch ship? How about just alluding, alluding to the fact that you're developing a Bad Batch ship? Or a Cad Bane ship? A Cad Bane ship's at least known. We could do that. Cad Bane has not his own ship in this game. He does in Bad Batch. So, while I'm excited by all these changes and I'll continue to support the game and I'm very excited about it, I will tell you I'm not going to spend it. Like, you create scenarios and Squadron Packs, that's less money for me to buy. You want to create a new ship I got to buy seven copies of? Okay, there we go. Now we're talking. You haven't done that. And what gives me pause is the fact that if they shift the development to those things and do not actually develop new ships or enough new ships to appease us like we have now, that you will bring new players in and you will kill our competitive nature. You're going to kill the competitive scene. And, and you're eventually you're going to actually destroy what brings the strong support in to, for financially for X-Wing. And I'm not saying that getting new players to buy one or two of these ships, if you can quadruple that, great. But really, I hope you're looking, and, and Simone, this is directed directly at you, if you are looking at the numbers and you want to openly admit that the dollars <coughs> for small purchases by new players outweighs those of us that have been playing the game for years and years and years and years, who buy multiple copies of things, Go ahead. Release those statistics. Because otherwise, what really gives me pause is we we heard nothing about new ships at all. We And we know. We know what's coming out from Disney. Disney give, is giving us teases of, of the shit coming out. We know that. We know all of the new shows. And some of those are two years out. So all I'm saying is, ANG, I'm pretty sure you can go get permission from the mouse to be like, hey, uh, maybe we'll get a new uh, maybe we'll get a new cabane ship maybe I'm going to get a bad bat ship stuff like that with that being said we're going to close the show out thank you all so much for joining us oh, oh shit I had an announcement oh, fuck everybody's left alright so next week on Sunday we are going to do our in person tournament between me Matt, John and Charles live live on Sunday. It'll be going all day. uh, 10 to 10, I think 10 P 10 AM to 10 PM. Essentially, essentially we are going to literally be streaming an all day X wing tournament between the four of us. We a hundred percent are unless something happens and I, my setup doesn't work. I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to have live commentary and live streaming next Sunday. Please. If you want to join us, come join us. Let's talk through things. Um, we we hopefully we'll be able we are we'll have a few giveaways for everybody. Um, they will be stuff that we aren't going to be able to send out right away because there's still stuff that I've we're working on creating for the the group. But if you want to watch some live X Wing on Sunday, and I know GSP don't stream on Sunday, so if you want to watch some live in person X Wing on Sunday, you are welcome to join us right here on Twitch for a live tournament between me, Matt. Charles, and John. Anyway, with that being said, yeah. we'll have more graphics come out. We'll uh, post some more discords. We'll try to get more people to join us. We will be back next week with another amazing episode of Planning Phase Syndicate. Is anyone flying A-Wings? Hey, Nobby. Uh, if you I go am. back... Yep, Matt is. Shh, Matt, you're not supposed to tell him. You're supposed to make him go dig through our episodes and watch some of our episodes oh, and find oh, out yeah. if we did it. So we, we have an episode. Um, I don't know what episode is that. Is it episode 15? I don't
1: remember which one it was. I think yeah, it it's episode
0: 15 where we announced our list. And yes, somebody mm-hmm. is flying A-wings. If not one, if not two people. So um, I think it's episode 15. Now I got to go look. Hold on. Now, now I can't close the episode out until I look.
1: Okay. It's episode well, 15. Well, you're going to do it without me. Bye, all.
0: <laughs> all right. It is episode 15. And we have all of our lists in there, Nobby. And we did put, we did have some list building restrictions and all sorts of crazy shit that goes along with that. Anyway, with that being said, thank you all. Have a good night, and we'll see you next Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern.